They're evil. Signs of evil. That's like saying you can out act the paper bag. Dead now. Hi, everybody, and welcome once again. The world famous. Yeah, that are hatched from a dead rooster. Where they say, make my day, or I'm the worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Proper baby, buggy poppers. Lazarus, what's up, dude? Welcome to the show. Hey, man, thanks for having me, man. The legendary Mark McKenna, welcome to the show. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, that's, guys. That's the best we can do, Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. Round table show. Hey, if you could draw anything for Big Two, man, what would your dream project be? I would love to draw She-Hulk right here on PSA. And welcome to tonight's episode of the Roundtable Show. I am Zod Ryder, and we have a full panel tonight of wonderful gentlemen. We have we have the Jackal, Johnny, and of course we have Compassionate Wolf. Hello Indeed. there. So this is this is great. This seems to be the group that it's going to be from now on, at least for the foreseeable future, huh? This is the Roundtable. A core group, yes. Indeed. So how you guys been uh, the last two weeks? Of course, uh, we're celebrating a holiday this week, Memorial Day weekend. How are you guys uh, spending your weekend? Relaxing. Yeah, reading some comics, watching some t- movies, maybe go see Mad Max again. Oh, yeah. yeah, for real. That sounds like a great idea, actually. Well, I, 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 on Memorial Day, I always remember my father, so that's what I always usually do. Was he uh, a soldier? Did he go to war? Uh, yes, he was in the Korean War, actually. Oh, no kidding. Yes. What, I, I hate to ask, but what side did he fight for? Was he... <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> was he fighting for the Koreans? Die, Americans. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> oh, my God. You're, you're, dredging up, you're dredging up the interview, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, not uh, that. That's a fine piece of film right there. I love that movie. <laughs> it is very entertaining, actually. It is. You know what else is entertaining, gentlemen? The uh, the news that we have this week. Some of it good, some of it bad. Johnny Alpha, where do we start off tonight? I'm starting off with a, a story that I think is actually one big wolf ticket, but according to Tyler James Williams, Jaden Smith is completely confirmed to play Static Shock in an upcoming Warner Brothers film. But like I said, I think that this is total BS. I don't know who this Tyler James Williams is besides like he's on Walking Dead, but I don't really think he's connected to the 411 on what's actually going on in the DC universe. Yeah, but Johnny, didn't you and I talk about that and say that he would probably get a role like that at some point? Oh, dude, as long as they keep the Smith family out of Marvel films, I'm happy. That's all I got to say. Well, like, here's, the, he... here's the thing. Uh, DC now has uh, Will Smith uh, involved in the, in the Suicide Squad. Uh, of course, uh, J- you know, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith was on Gotham, the TV show. It seems like the Smith family has found a home within the DC universe. So it was only a matter of time uh, before Jaden and then Willow found a character that they could play. I wonder what they would have Willow play eventually, but it, it was bound Somebody to that whips their hair back and forth. Exactly. Okay. But here's, here's she'll, the play the new, she'll play the new Catwoman. I'm completely out on this. If he does play Static Shock, I really don't care. I'm not watching it. It's just another DC movie that I'm not interested in. It just pile it onto the list of DC movies coming out that I have no interest in watching. So it doesn't really matter one way or the other. Uh, DC lost me a long time ago, man. They really have. Uh, so with you know more crap like this uh, being put out there, this kind of makes me. Think I don't that, know. Uh, at least right. the TV stuff is good. The TV stuff is okay. Uh, did any of you guys Flash by is any good. chance? 
Did you guys by any chance see the Supergirl um, uh, pilot? I was flown to um, Fox um, TV headquarters, and like I was shown a special um, release of it. No, actually, I, I think I saw Fox, it. It was CBS, man. You went to the wrong place. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, dude. I, I, I actually you, saw you it goofed. The library. You goofed. You done goofed. You done goofed. I'm, I'm, I actually saw it. Was it the library, was it beamed but... in by a special satellite? <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah. it's really not very, very from Comic Con, so which is not even out right okay. now. It's okay. It's okay. It's slightly better than like the Marvel Agents of Shield. Well, we'll talk. Show. We'll talk. We'll talk about uh, Supergirl series in a little bit. But uh, running off here, this uh, this story about Jaden uh, Smith. Uh, what do you guys feel uh, overall? If he is cast, are you in or out on this one? I don't care. I'm so willing to uh, like everything else. I'm... <laughs> Go ahead, Oscar. Okay, I, like everything else, I'm willing to give it a chance because it's it's too early once again to form an opinion. Interesting casting. That's all I got to say. And and to tell you. <laughs> And tell you the honest truth, actually, the the Smith family, at least Jada and uh, Will, are quite talented actors. I mean, so I'm, I don't see anything Where? wrong with it at the moment. So. They still so, are, actually. So are you in or out on the news, though? I mean, if, were you I'm, I'm in, or? so I'm definitely in. Okay, uh, well, Johnny Alpha, are you in or out on this one? Like I said, as long as the Smith family stays out of Marvel films, I'm happy. So, like, he can play whatever the hell he wants to in the DC universe. Like you said, Jackal, they've pretty much lost my attendance a while ago, at least with the films. So, so you're out also like me. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Zod? I, like I said, I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's it. You just don't care. <laughs> you're not in or out. You just don't give a crap anymore. Hey, no, okay. I mean, that, that really... I mean, I, I, I couldn't be less interested, honestly, in that particular story. I mean, they're... I mean, he's going to get in one way or the other. If he's not playing Static Shock, he'll be playing some other character. I mean, we, we maybe we should all just be thankful that they don't give him Damian Wayne. That's all I got to say. I mean, well, that would be kind of hard to explain when Brad Pitt is Batman, but... Brad Pitt? I mean, not Brad Pitt. I'm sorry. Uh, ben Affleck. <laughs> They'd actually Ooh, have a good stuff. actor if they had Brad Pitt. I know. I know. Well, it's funny because I was having a... The reason that Brad Pitt... Came I, was, I, I was, was thinking you were thinking of some new animated movie no, or no, something coming out. No, 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 no. Me and my boy Simon were talking about Batman the other day, and uh, he mentioned that he would like to see Brad Pitt as Batman. So that kind of just been in the back of my mind ever since you mentioned it. Because Brad Pitt as Batman? I can kind of see that. I could see that. More than Ben Affleck. I don't think I could see Brad Pitt as Batman. It's no, I, actually, I could see him as like a movie Oliver Queen. He'd be. He's epic. got. He's got hmm. too much of a. He's got so much of a southern look about him. So I don't think Batman is southern. So. Well, there, there you go, Simon. Right, Brad Jack. <laughs> he's from Oklahoma, so. Oh, oh Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck looks more New York East Coast. He has that kind of a look, so he's perfect for Batman. He also has a caveman's forehead. Yes, <laughs> so now that we are, we're, we're done with that story uh, I guess we could jump right into Supergirl I mean, uh, we, we brought it up, Johnny uh, What did you think of the pilot overall? I liked it, you know what I mean? It has potential, it just really needs to step up I mean, because um, it really underperformed compared to the other DC shows But I still found it a lot of fun and I liked the cast Oscar, have you seen it? I did see it actually. Um, I was flown to the CBS studios myself. Lucky, <laughs> and even seen it with the actors involved. But anyway, oh, that nice. besides the point. <laughs> that nice. besides the point, I, I really actually enjoyed it because there was a sense of real fun and a real sense of um, a joy. Sex in the city? Well, no. Besides that, that was minor actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did have a that, feel of that. 
it was more of actually it was more that that goofy uh what's that movie called uh with that Sex uh, in the city part two no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> legally blonde <laughs> no there was another movie where there's there was this, there was this publisher that was you know a bit of a tyrant in her office. Oh, the uh, devil wears Prada shoes. Yeah, exactly. Now there was a comparison you could make with that, but besides that, there were the scenes where she was flying and the scenes of she was starting to realize her powers. That was excellent. So I I loved what, it. What did so. you think about the bad guy in this episode? Did he look like a shitty Klingon to you too? <laughs> well, once once again, this is the pilot episode, and we can't see the full picture yet, so. So, Zod, what do but his makeup was questionable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, I was just waiting for you gentlemen to finish. I I absolutely loved it. I thought I thought it was great. I thought it was right on point uh, um, from beginning to finish. I thought. I mean, I mean, if there's gonna be a pilot, I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't bad in any way. I I loved it. I'm excited for it. I can't wait for the show to come out. I mean, well, they. I mean, because I mean, they. I, they even went as far as to show like the silhouettes of like Superman and different things in there, and they had. I mean, it, it was cool. There was something in it for everybody, really. I don't know. I liked it a lot. I kind of agree with uh, with some of that. I think that it was uh, a good start uh, to the uh, to the show. I the think trailer. The trailers were misleading, though. The trailer made it seem like it was all. All girly and completely uh, focused on like romance, like a teeny bopper type show. And, but the pilot, it not really like was at all. Yeah, it and really it was amazing. But uh, there was some things that really bugged me. Some of the acting was a little bit off. Uh, some of the dialogue didn't really. Yeah, but it's just well. a pilot. I mean, no, I understand. Uh, That's why it, it was a good start. Uh, but there were some things in there that didn't need to happen or, or you know be that way. Like for example, including Jimmy Olsen. Really, do we have to have Jimmy Olsen show up and know who she is? I mean, that was silly. I, we didn't need that Well, how character. else was she going to get, like, her cape, man, if Jimmy Olsen didn't show up? Well, if she has a cousin who knows who she is and he is Superman, he could just give her the cape himself. He, she does not need Jimmy Olsen surprising then her they, and giving her a cape. Then they would have to hire somebody we know to play Superman instead of just having a shadow of his face. No, they could do the silhouette thing like they did in, the, in one of the shots. I mean, there's ways around that. Uh, they could have it that shows up as a gift in her door. The doorbell rings. She picks, he opens up, and it's there. You know, something like that. And he's just flying away. Uh, there's many different ways as a director to get away with doing that without showing an up close shot of Superman. Well, I think Jimmy Olsen is the. You know, I disagree. I think Jimmy Olsen is the tie between Superman and Supergirl since they can't really show Superman right now for obvious reasons. They can't like have him. No, I understand he's the, the tie, but the thing and is, he he, was first of all. Movie. First of all, not the fact that he's a black dude, but he looks nothing like Jimmy Olsen would look. He's not a nerdy little dude with, you know, that's out trying to catch well, It's a different interpretation. It's a completely story, different take so. on Jimmy There's Olsen. There's no bow tie. There's no, no bow tie. This is not a Jimmy Olsen we're used to. So <laughs> this guy could play the black Superman. He's a big buff dude. I don't see, like, the link here being that interesting, to be honest. If they would have had, you know, the original or, the, or more authentic, you know, looking Jimmy Olsen thrown in there for romantic purposes, that could work. Like, that guy who's her friend on the show, I kind of forgot his name, uh, but he was, like, in love with her. Like, if he would have been playing Jimmy Olsen, I could see that working and have him be that kind of link between the two. Because uh, even in the old Supergirl movie, Jimmy Olsen was almost like a romantic interest. So if they do it like that, I can understand. But having this third-party Jimmy Olsen just there as a big brother type of thing, 
not because he's a black dude, but he's a big brother figure type of thing to her. Uh, kind of like felt weird. I don't know. I just didn't really think it was a good idea for the show. Well, you, so there's certain you, things that I really didn't dig. But overall, it's a good start. It has a lot of potential. I will say yeah, that the action one, was good. One thing you got to remember, though, like anything else, DC has been interpreting and reinterpreting Supergirl for several years now. At one point, right. Lex Luthor was a love interest for Supergirl, also. So it's you know this is yet another reinterpretation of the character. So as long as the character has the core qualities and remains intact, uh, you know the window dressing really doesn't bother me. So, well, like I said, there's just aspects that I didn't really uh, think worked. Uh, like, but it's a good start. I mean, it, the show does have potential. I, look, I'll tell you this much: it had more action in that one pilot episode than Superman Returns had in the entire film. <laughs> that's sad in itself. That's that's absolutely true. <laughs> and it's funny because it even had they even had the plane sequence, and that was more yeah. exciting. <laughs> I know it was crazy, but they did that better than Superman Returns. So I don't know what that says. Uh, in fact, even the origin story, the way it was told here, was much better than even the one on Men and Steel. Uh, it was very. It's a, it was a very it's very quickly clean it was, origin. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. quickly done early in the beginning. Like I would like to see the next Spider-Man origin done something like this. I mean, thank God fast. they didn't try to draw it out over like three or four episodes, and they gave you right. the origin right there. Yeah, exactly. Now we only saw Dean Kane and, uh, and uh, the old Supergirl there. I forget her name now, but we only Helen saw Slater. them. The Heron Slater, there you go. Helen Slater. We only saw them briefly on the show. Uh, I know they are probably going to be a bigger part of the series moving forward, but. Um, who knows? I mean, they didn't even speak. They were just there in the background. Well, Helen Slater said a few things, but we're going to get a, we're going to get flashbacks, dude. We're going to get flashbacks. Of well, her maybe they'll show up as little. Maybe they'll show up as a little older, you know, version of themselves. You know, if the show gets picked up, I think it all really depends on what the show does and if it gets picked up or not. Full season. Uh, here's the thing: we saw a leaked copy, though, guys. Uh-uh, me and Oscar got flown in and saw it. Like, I, I got to go have a pajama jam jam party with the cast after the Shush. Show. Everybody knows this thing leaked online. Everybody's seen gotta, it, okay? Well, you got to realize, though, that I think it's intentionally leaked. It was a, it was a primer. Yeah, it was such a great copy. I mean, yeah. it was, like, full HD and everything. Yeah. Completely, no, yeah. I mean, it yeah, was not... Like the- when they did the Flash, they leaked the Flash and the Constantine one, they were grainy and, like, they were hard to see, you know? They were kind of dark-looking. This one was just crystal clear, so I think that it was very intentionally Now, the reason, I, the reason I bring that up is why would Warner Brothers intentionally leak this thing? Cause I do Create think buzz. CBS did it because, so they could get the Warner Brothers bump, basically, I'd say. Yeah, I mean it's a good show. It has a good. I mean it has a good. Some good ideas that they're putting forth. So I mean it would make sense for them to leak it now, just to get the buzz, just to get ahead of the of the fall season. It it's kind of logical. And if they actually think that you know, oh, some we're gonna believe that somebody else did it, you know, intentionally, other than the studio, then then they're crazy. Of course, the studio leaked it. It's the only way that we would have gotten that type of copy at this particular time there was so, no I watermark agree. or yep. anything that made right it. right somebody else's screener and put it out now here's yeah. a question for you guys this is not set in the same universe as the arrow tv show or the flash those two shows are set in their own universe uh legends of tomorrow i think is the next show they're going to put out uh that's also going to be set in that universe this and gotham are set in different universes altogether gotham has its own universe this has its own universe uh, DC is setting up multiple universes here on TV. What are the odds that you know we are going to eventually have to see a Superman show up on Supergirl or uh, one of these other shows? Uh, wouldn't it be neat if they get one guy to play Superman in all the series and kind of be that one link and have that one person? Because I really would hate to have like four or three other individuals <laughs> playing Superman. Well, in my humble opinion, you're going to see Tom Welling on Flash next season. 
It's just my personal belief. I just have this feeling that it's going to happen. I mean, I don't have any inside information or anything, but that's something that is just I like think, graining I think, on me. They, they, it's it's going to happen. I think he's going to go to the Smallville universe and run into Justin Hartley and Chloe, if anything. I don't think Tom Welling's actually going to show up, though. I don't know. I think we're going to get Tom Welling. I think he's going to meet. I think he's going to meet the other Ollie, and like they're going to have like goofy jokes back and forth. Like, oh, I know you, but like you're like brunette and buff in my other universe, you know. And I think that's <laughs> probably more like what we're going to see. I don't think Tom Welling wants. To and I think all of these multiple Superman. universes that are being set up by DC are going to eventually culminate on the Flash because Flash is as going we know dealing with multiversity. Yes, so right. I think that's going to happen, and I think that's good. That's good for Constantine too, because I think we're going to at some point see Constantine show up. So, yeah, I, I think this is well, all Constantine being done is, on purpose. Has been canceled, though, right? No, it has been. Yes, but yeah. I'm saying what I'm saying is I think we're going to see him show up on Arrow or Flash or something. It's going to all these multi this multiverse thing that's being set up by DC. I think is being done incredibly intentionally. Honestly, they're they're setting it up for this big, huge storyline that we're going to get that's going to span multiple shows like comic books do. So, I, I think that's what we're going to get. I mean, it would make it would make sense, so you think, and it would. So you be, think we're going to get? So you think we're going to get kind of like the crisis on multiple? Earths, yeah, kind of. You know? Yeah, kind of like that, like a crisis type thing. And maybe mm, you know, maybe maybe the Supergirl from this show will get will get killed or the supergirl from the smallville universe will get killed or something something will happen and you're gonna because at one point you're gonna have multiple you know flashes and supergirls and it, it's just gonna it, it just makes sense especially with the way they handled the uh, the finale of the flash well, what just, do you guys think of, mm, they're pulling this off at the same time that grant morrison is taking off of this whole multiversity thing at dc comics right now to reset the new 52 and go into the the new carnation so do you think that they're like trying to tie this into actual what's going on in the comic books at the time right now too. I, I think they're trying to do a live action, a live maybe yeah maybe like a live action equivalent. But I think it's going to be more like a Crisis on Infinite Earths kind of story more than like a convergence slash um, multi you know multiversity type thing. So it it would be fascinating if the, all these networks actually sat down and agreed because it would be unprecedented yeah kind of cooperation. I mean it would be a first actually and yeah. To remember, they're all Warner Brothers shows, though. That's why. Yes. That's why I think it's going to happen because they're all Warner Brothers shows. They're all affiliated, regardless of what network they're on. It, it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, I think even Gotham will play a role in this multiversity type thing. It's what about it, the new Lucifer show? You think they'll put him in there too? I don't see why not. Well, because uh, DC and Vertigo never really cross over, but like TV is different than the comic books. Yeah, they're obviously doing different things, you know, other than the comic books. But I think this is like the closest thing. If they and if they pull it off, like even like you were pointing out, uh, Oscar, if they pull this situation off the way I'm envisioning it, mm. it, it'll be the closest thing we'd ever get to, like, say, a Crisis on Infinite Earths on like TV. So, can you guys imagine the? the scene if it ever does happen where Tom Welling Superman shows up on one of these shows and he's face to face with Brandon Ross as the Adam how that would, would be, play out it would be incredible <laughs> absolutely epic yeah I mean that might be one of the biggest rated comic book TV episodes ever if that happens it would be really funny those two assholes together I mean like they're both <laughs> oh. really 
Come on no, now. <laughs> no, no, they're both really funny guys, man. I can see them just bouncing jokes off each other. Yeah, yeah he means asshole in a very, very kind and endearing okay. and loving way. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I mean it like it's in the same way that I consider myself and basically everybody on this line to be one. My bad. Just, <laughs> I, I, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I've I'm never heard that. Asshole, I've never heard think. that term used as a term of endearment. So that's I know that's weird. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, asshole. You're a great asshole. Great, great asshole. So you guys never drink. You're pulsating. You. <laughs> <laughs> now check this out. The reason I, I mentioned that uh, there's an article that came out on ComicBookMovie.com uh, that read: While Brandon Ralph's Superman Returns failed to meet uh, WB's expectations at the box office, uh, there are many fans of Ralph's Superman uh, and his homage to Christopher Reeve's Clark Kent uh, that was uh, many years ago. And these days, Ralph can be seen at the CW. Uh, DC playing a superhero called Ray Palmer, a.k.a. The Atom. Uh, with the CW League expanding its superhero universe, there's a real possibility that The Atom could one day cross paths with Superman. And in the quotations they put, perhaps maybe Tom Welling returning. Does Ralph have any strong feelings about such a, an encounter, given the fact that Superman was a big acting break that he got and yet it failed to meet expectations many years ago? Uh, and he said in quotations here, he said, that would be bizarre. And he laughed. There'd probably be some inside jokes and winks at the camera, but that would be cool in such a bizarre thing already for me to be playing this character and for uh, some people to to only be known for playing this character. People young enough to have seen uh, Superman Returns are like, oh, hey, that's the, that guy's Adam? What? He played Superman. I mean, I get that all the time from people who are fans of Chuck. Uh, they see me on, the, on Chuck, um, and then their buddies are like, yeah, that was Superman too. And they're like, what? Really? That's cool. That's a cool thing. And he says, yeah, that's a cool thing for me because it means that I'm not just defined by one character, even if that's the one thing that I'm known for. Hallelujah. That's an amazing thing, too. So I don't know anything's possible, but that'll be a trip. That's a great attitude for Brandon to yeah. take, honestly. See? Brandon Ralph is cool. Like, I like here, here's my thing. I It would be even more interesting if they further did this universe thing and actually went into the Superman Returns universe and had Ralph play Superman next to Tom Welling's Superman. Just, that would be kind of weird, though. I that don't would be the that. most bizarre. That would be bizarre. But, see, if that were to take place, like in the comics, you'd have to have all the Supermen. You'd have to have... You'd have to have Roth. You'd have to have uh, the. You'd have to have the. Um, you'd have to have Tom Welling, Dean Kane. You'd have to have them all in there. All the surviving Supermen would have to be in there representing that particular pocket universe in order for it to for it to work. Because given the fact that you know Roth is playing a different character now, Dean Kane is playing a different character now. So it's. Did you guys watch the season finale for Arrow, where you actually get to see Ralph kind of do the origin of the Adam and actually like see him like where, how he's actually going to get shrunk. Cause like they actually covered that at the very end of the finale. When I thought, I haven't gotten that done. far. Uh, I'm, I'm still kind of behind on arrow. I'm trying to catch up, but I, I, I do like the show and I'm, I'm hoping that I get to it soon though. Cause I want to be all caught up. Well, I was really yeah, happy with the second part of the Flash season finale, too, because, like, Flash actually got to beat his own villain, because in the first, like, part of the finale, like, the Amil brother twins showed up, and, like, they beat the reverse Flash in the first, like, lead-up to the finale, so then, like, I was kind of worried about the finale finale, but, like, actually, no, Flash didn't actually beat him in that one, either. Never Flash, like, what amazes me about... He needs to learn how to fight, and he needs to learn how to beat Flash his own villains. Better than... Flash, in my opinion, has turned out to be the best of all the... Most... Yep. 
magnificent comic book show. I agree. I agree. That finale was phenomenal. It's unbelievable how great the, the, the finale was amazing. I mean, I know you guys saw the finale. The, the last two yes. episodes uh, where they catch uh, Reverse Flash and then he goes back in time and doesn't uh, stop his mother's murder. Spoiler alert. I mean, just an amazing finale. I can't wait for season two. Yeah, they're Flash setting is up awesome. that cra- all the crazy multiverse stuff. It's yeah, yeah. amazing. I, I mean, they... I mean, the sky's the limit with Flash. I, mean, I was joking around the entire season saying that Eddie was going to die in the season finale to prove how <laughs> significant his character was. And... Spoiler alert, it totally happened. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, as soon as he's talking to um, the old man, I can't forget his name, uh, and he's telling him about how important he is because of the, the coincidence that he shows up uh, when Ichiban shows up. I mean, that whole sequence, that whole scene, I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to get it. He'll be dead by the he's end dead. of this episode. He's as good as gone. Because he has, like, this completely, like, look on his face, like, deer cotton headlights. And when he's, like, realizing, wait, wait a second, I guess I am sort of kind of important. And you could tell that's what he's thinking. Well, this all could end if I just kill myself. He kind of reminds me of Butters from South Park because nothing good ever happens to him. He's always in trouble. Like, (laughs) yeah. Doesn't get the girl, yeah. That's sad. Uh, but he was That's a good sad. character, man. I, I, I kind of yeah, actually, yeah. by the end of the season, really liked him. And I was actually sad to see him go. Well, we are I kind of thought he was a tool. We are dealing beginning. with a show that deals with multiple realities. So he's going to be back, obviously. So let's not, let's not count yeah, him out. Yeah, but it'll yeah. be different. Mm, I don't know. It'll, maybe he'll be like Mean Eddie, you know what I mean? And he'll beat up Barry because like, he's a jock in this universe, you know what I mean? We're talking about multiversity. So he's not going to be the same Eddie if they run into another yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah, the only consistent person will be the Flash, probably. That's about it. So. Right. Well, I mean, everything that we saw in Season 1 will have to change for Season 2 because of what happened there. Uh, whether he returns or not, I mean, the Flash would have to go back in time and undo his death in order to you know, put that timeline back together again. But if you look at that finale, the way he's running into the uh, the whirlwind, the, um, call it the Warm- black hole. Yeah, the black wormhole. hole, yeah. Like, as, as he's running towards that, I mean, there's, I don't think there's any way really that he could just reverse everything. I don't know. I mean, I don't know exactly where that's going to take him. That's the great thing about the Flash. Anything is possible that, with uh, time travel. But uh, why would he go back to that point in time and just stop Eddie? Because if he does that, then reverse Flash doesn't die, and his mother stays dead. And even when, I mean, them going into season two, he's going to end up, uh, I mean, somewhere in time, obviously, but. Where in time is going to be way in the past? There's going to be some time in the future. He's going to end mean, up in the no Smallville idea. universe. That's where he's going to. <laughs> well, he's going to that's end what up, it looks like. Yeah, he's going to end up meeting Jay Garrick in the 1940s because of his hat. So that's what you happens. Do, you do remember Justice Society? In yeah, Smallville. exactly. So uh, here you go. Uh, you know, here, here's the thing. I, I, I'll simplify it even even more than that. I don't think he's going to end up in any universe. And here's what I think is going to end up happening. I think in season two, the very beginning, when the when the wormhole or the black hole eats the entire planet up, you're just simply going to see him wake up again, and it's going to be just another day in, in Barry Allen's life, normal human being Barry Allen, without the flash powers, and like the entire universe just rebooted itself, and everything that happened that timeline is completely wiped out. So he goes right back into a, a normal timeline where he doesn't have any other powers. Maybe Wells doesn't exist in this timeline. And now, what happens to him? Why He's not the Flash anymore. How will he become the Flash? Maybe we'll see Wally West as the Flash. Ah, that would be interesting. I get, yeah, he'll be in the Smallville timeline, and he'll be just plain old Barry. I thought Bart Allen was the Smallville Flash. Yeah, that's that's he the wasn't. thing. Well, the did thing. even I don't remember. Did he call himself Flash or was it just like Impulse Kid or some crap? 
He didn't he actually call himself no, Kid he Flash. Called, he was called Kid Flash. That's what Kid he was called. Yeah. And Jay Garrick, didn't Jay Garrick make an appearance on Smallville, though? I think they I showed his hat hmm. in one of the JSA episodes. It was because we know, yeah, Hawk, Hawkman was in there, and then there was yep. the... Yeah, Sandman showed up. Doctor, it might have just been his. Um, Doctor Fate was in there, yeah, and Doctor Fate was alluded to in Constantine. Constantine, yes, of course. Yeah, they showed his helmet, which was gangster. (laughs) I guess they actually um, showed something of the Spectre too. I never caught that. Like I always wanted to rewatch the pilot and see. Like I think the Spectre's like um, hood. Yeah, there was like his hood. There was his hood in the. uh, Well, Spectre's Jim Corrigan, so Jim Corrigan figured in the later episodes of the. Constantine show, so they're sending the Corrigan them man. Yeah. He's delivering water. Yes. <laughs> Corrigan man. <laughs> bad joke. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's a bad joke. <laughs> that's a very bad joke. So I guess, so I guess going back to uh, Supergirl, we're all in on Supergirl, uh, apparently, and uh, The Flash, we're all in for season two also. Uh, Johnny, what do you have next on the uh, news? Board this 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 is for the Wolfman. Um, Sci-Fi oh has picked up and adapted the classic work by Arthur C. Clarke, Childhood's End, and have stacked up an excellent cast for this um, uh, alien invasion epic TV show that um, I read up on because Oscar brought it up, and it certainly does sound fantastic. I cannot wait for this show to air in December. Okay. Here's, here's Oscar. You here's, want to take the reins? Yeah. Here's Here's my opinion. Here's what I like about this, and this, this is the trend I hope that's going to be coming back. This is science fiction, pure science fiction, not science fantasy like Star Wars or you know any of the ad infinitum ripoffs of Star Wars. This is pure science fiction a la 2001, and this is a return to form, and this is what I, that's why I'm so excited. And This is one of the best books written in the science fiction genre. I mean, hands down, it's a fantastic book. If, you're, if any of you have ever read it, if you haven't, I mean, it's I highly recommend it. And if sci-fi captures even a quarter of it, it's going to be a classic. This, so there's my opinion. Rock on! I have no from what I've read. That. From what I've read about it, I'm I'm definitely in. I'll say without a doubt. The, yeah, I'm going to have, gonna have to read the book. I'm going to have to read the book. Yeah, same here. Yeah, the book See, is the book is remarkable. You'll love it. I'm going to. I'm gonna go Game of Thrones style with it. And I'll watch the show and then read the book afterwards because, like, I hate when like I find something new and then like I read about it and I get caught up and I know how it ends and then like I watch the show as it keeps going and I I'm totally disappointed by the the plots the the way they adapted it and the way the plot changes for the show. So like I'm just gonna go ahead and ride the show out and then read the book in the future because that just seems to work good for because all the Game of Thrones fans I know just bitch and bitch and bitch about how they change stuff for the show. So. And I'm happy I didn't read those books either, so I'm going to ride this one out and then probably check the book out afterwards. It would be very curious to see what the more religious um, inclined members of the audience feel about this show, because the aliens in the show, without revealing anything, are, will make a lot of people with um, religious beliefs very upset, so this could be interesting. Well, from what I read, it's a it, it, the alien invasion, and it's very passive aggressive. It's not very, it's not really in your face or like hardcore. It's more of like a, a, a like how it was on, like how it was on V. More or less, yes. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but I'm Sounds talking like more. 
Well, I'm talking more about the the appearance of the aliens when they're finally revealed. It's going to make a lot of people upset, but I won't say anything else because that's a major major spoiler there. And for anybody who hasn't read the book, I don't want to say anything about about their appearance. They show up looking like um, Southern Baptist ministers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speculate all you want, but you have to wait to see it. <laughs> no, no. I... <laughs> It sounds phenomenal, though, man. It really does. I'm glad you brought that up on the chat earlier because I'd have totally ca- um, passed over it because it wasn't uh-huh. on any of the big news feeds. So, But this is really neat news. Yeah, it's very good news. All righty, then. Great news. All right. Next story. <laughs> Next news. Okay. Me and Zod have uh, nothing to add to that. Go ahead. That's too bad. <laughs> okay. According to George Miller, Fury Road will have a black and white version on the Blu-ray release, and Miller says it is the best way to view the film. What do you guys think about this? Pow, pow, pow. I can't wait. Me too. I mean, like, Excited. if Miller says it, like, I'm, I'll, ch- I'll give it a shot. Is it going to be all black and white with the exception of, of the blood and the... Uh... <laughs> From what I understand, it's all well, black and white, brother. Okay, cool. Sounds awesome. I don't, I, he didn't say it. Didn't say that George Miller was going Frank Miller. It just said George Miller was going black and white. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I still haven't seen Fury Road, so I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it in color Jesus, or will you get in black on and that, white. dude. It is the greatest film of this year. I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, I, I, honestly, it, it is. I mean, I, I don't I have know. to see it to say it. I, I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But I'll get on that. Don't worry. I'll see it eventually. Uh, you know, the, the thing is, I've, I've been busy, man. I haven't, you know, I haven't been to the movies really in a while. A few months at least. Yeah, but, so. yeah, but you were joking around saying like, oh, man, I probably will never see um, Fury Road in theaters if I... Uh, probably um, not. But I, I'll, I'll, but I will go see American Pie 6 when it comes out. You actually <laughs> said course. that to me. Yes, I did. And I, and I stand by that. I stand by that comment. <laughs> that is part of Americana. Puts a dick in a pie. That's part of American. It's a lexicon of Americana, right there. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, that's a, that's cool, though. I mean, I, I want to see Fury Road eventually, and maybe stick my dick in a pie one day. But uh, there's another story here that caught my attention that you were uh, that you posted there, Johnny. Uh, the new Martian Pictures uh, further reveal Ridley Scott's th- uh, sci-fi thriller with Matt Damon. It looks phenomenal, right? Did they watch Interstellar and just get the idea from that shit? Like, what happened here? Well, see, see, this is Ridley Scott, and Christopher Nolan watched his movies and Stanley Kubrick's movies and got the idea for Interstellar. So it's just Ridley stealing his shit back from Nolan. Like, I, I saw this, and I was like, wait a second. So now we get to see what happened to him when he was stranded on the planet. <laughs> the same fucking shit. Like, it's the same story, man. It's like, so wait, is it the same character? No, but it's, no, no, but it's Matt Damon. Let's... Let's clarify here. It's based on a it's based on an established science fiction novel, so that's that's different right off the bat. So that's that makes it. Yeah, that exciting. novel probably oh, ripped off Nolan that. too. We're talking about probably. <laughs> yeah, when did when did this novel come out last week? Two months ago. <laughs> this novel's a, this novel's at least three years old for <laughs> yeah. your information. It and is, Interstellar was in production four years ago. Thank you very much. I rest my case. <laughs> yeah, this, this guy's put a microphone on one of. The buttons on Christopher Nolan's waistcoat, all right, and he really? stole it completely. No, here's what happened. Here's what happened. <laughs> Matt Damon was in Interstellar. He got he got this brilliant idea to rip him off, and he said, "You know what? I'm going to go talk to this writer. I know they're going to write a book. You see, and the book is going to be a hit. And then we're going to make a movie, and it's going to be great." And he just stole the idea. You think, he's, the, you think, he's the link. 
You think Damon was pissed that he got to play a retard that died instead of being like one of the stars? So he like went and like sold the, the story out. Is what you're saying? Think, that's what I think happened. Yeah. Okay. You know the 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 cool thing about this whole thing is this the Mar the Martian <laughs> novel you know was originally self published so it, it's a success story because this author I believe his name is uh, Andrew Weir or something like that anyway but he self published Andy this. Weir Andy Weir and he, he self published this initially then it was picked up it was picked up and it became a bestseller and then and then the studio picked up the rights so that's very exciting so I I like it it's a great success story and the novel originally was published in 2011 so actually that was 2012. Twelve. I'm looking at it here. It says based on Andy Weir's self-published 2012 novel by the same, same ah. name. Uh, the movie revolves around an astronaut who finds himself stranded on Mars after he is injured and presumed dead by his team. With limited resources and uh, in, in a finite amount of time uh, before his oxygen runs out, Mark Watney or Damon, Mad Damon, uh, must Mad use the power. Damon. That guy must use the power of science to keep himself alive on the red planet. How many movies have we seen now of the red planet in the last two decades? How many Mars <laughs> oh, movies? Mission to Mars. Mission to Mars. Mission Ghost to of Mars. Mars. Yeah, Ghost Angry of Mars. Angry Red Planet. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. like countless movies. Robin, of, of... Robinson Crusoe on Mars was a classic and, also. Yeah. Mona the he, Monkey was so classic, dude. John Carter went to Mars also. But here's the thing. And here's the common theme of all these movies. They all bomb at the box office. <laughs> yeah, but this is Ridley Scott and Matt Damon. Like, I what, think Ridley Scott has never done a bomb at the box office? He's never had a bomb. We should, on, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Damon's uh, in it, too. So and like, he's had oh, bombs at the box office, too. Okay, he's had uh, bombs. Let's consider some. Of all the directors out there, the one director we should always give the benefit of the doubt to is Ridley Scott. This is a master of the medium, so I, I will see I it no matter with, what. So I agree with that. Oh, yeah. no. I got to like, agree I with you like, there. I don't even like Matt Damon too much anymore, but like I am looking forward to this film. <laughs> Look, uh, <clears throat> let me just uh, point. He this needs out. to go back <laughs> hanging out with Ben Affleck. And <laughs> let me let me just school you gentlemen on something here. <laughs> Movies right. about Mars flop. I don't care who the director is; they just do. What about your precious Christopher Nolan? What if he did like this movie? You think it's still that would be the exception to the rule? <laughs> Even with the same exact cast, Nolan is God. You don't understand. That's the problem. That's just the main issue there. You just don't get it. But look, Ridley Scott yeah, he's a great director. Don't get me wrong, but he's I had movies Lucas that was suck. God. Man, you have too many gods. Lucas like, is another god. Like yes, they're variant. both god. Hey, there's there's multiple multiple gods out there, man. He's a multitude of gods. They're both gods. Uh, look, he he's had bad movies before. GI Jane. Huh? Must I remind you guys of that disaster? Yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, Kingdom of Heaven. Not a very good movie. Kingdom of Heaven was a great movie. It just eh, I didn't like that movie. It was a, exactly. It was a phenomenal. Film. My point is, he's made good movies and he's made shitty movies. It could happen. But even yeah, even up- his even his worst movies are interesting. I mean, they're interesting. Yeah, like The Counselor. I had a good time watching that, even though I didn't really like the movie. There's nothing interesting about Bodies of Lies or whatever the hell that movie was called. It's just he's made <laughs> bad movies. Robin Hood sucked. I'm sorry, he just did. Prometheus, it was decent. Eh, nothing great. Robin, his Robin Hood was great, dude. I had eh, a lot of fun with that like film. It. Didn't like it. It was better uh, than the the Kevin Costner mullet hood movie from the '90s. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I've seen I, the great one. I am home. Can't you I, tell I'm from England with my Nebraska accent? And yeah, look, his his last movie ever. His la- his last movie uh, Exodus with uh, my boy Christian Bale, who I love as an actor. That movie sucked. I just did. It wasn't that good. And that was his last movie. So you know he can make a movie that sucks 
even though he's a good director or he's a great director or whatever. And again, movies about Mars don't do well at the box office, and this just looks to me like a ripoff from Interstellar. It really does. Well, and, uh, yeah. me, and gravity a little bit. It sounds like it's actually. Let me yeah. pose a question to the Jackal here. Um, between Ridley Scott and um, Nolan, who do you think is the better director? Nolan. Ooh, Jesus. wow! That, you answered that, that quickly. Wow. Nolan. No, hey, oh, hands down, Nolan. Oh. <laughs> not even, not even a question. Nolan. Wow. Nolan's never okay. made a movie as good as Alien or Legend or The Dark Knight Blade is Run. better than The Dark Knight is better than Alien. Yeah, Legend exactly. is better than The Dark Knight is better than everything Ridley Scott has ever directed. Are you kidding me? Oh Jesus! Wow, it's better than Blade Runner. I go, I'll go there with you. <laughs> no, it's better than Alien and Sorry. Aliens. It's better than Black Hawk Down. I'll Aliens go there with masterpiece. you. Masterpiece, Black Hawk. So yeah. is the Dark Knight. The Black, the Dark Knight's okay for a superhero. It's movie, a man, masterpiece. It it's the greatest. It's, it's, it's the greatest superhero movie ever I mean, made. Blade, I mean, Blade Runner is wow. Wow, the Dark Knight, dude. The Dark Knight, dude. Look, what other superhero characters won an Oscar other than? Heath Ledger. Who cares about Oscars, man? They start thinking of that shit. They gave it to him because he died, dude. No, because it was an amazing yeah, no, performance. He got, that, he got that Oscar because he died. It's an amazing, an amazing <laughs> performance and an incredible movie. He's, he robbed Robert Downey Jr. from... Right, a masterpiece. if he would have lived, he never would have got that. I mean, that's just... I highly doubt that. They didn't that. give him an Oscar for playing a gay cowboy. They wouldn't give him one for playing the Joker unless he died. Sorry, Oh, man. give me give me a break, dude. He would have won it anyway. That, that performance was incredible. Uh-uh. Incredible. He would have. He would have still went down as like a fan favorite, and still would be beloved. But like, he would not have won an Oscar. I think he would have. And I want what you smoke. It sounds like a fun <laughs> drug. Move down to Miami. I Look think Heath up. Ledger. Just quite honestly, <laughs> Heath Ledger was a very overrated actor. I believe. Sorry to say. I oh, wow. <laughs> we actually completely agree on something, man. That's amazing, <laughs> Wolf. Damn it. <laughs> Here's the kicker. Hold on. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Hold on. I never said he was a great actor or an amazing actor. No. He played the Joker amazingly. Some actors may suck in many roles, but there's that one role that they dominate and they just fucking control, man. Christopher Reeve made a lot of shitty movies, but you know what? He was fucking Superman. The only shitty movie I could think of him being in is the only shitty movie that... Everything other than Superman. And that was um, Village of the Damned. That's pretty much the only movie I've ever seen Christopher Reeve in that I didn't like. That was a piece of junk, yeah. (laughs) Which one? Village of the Damned. And that was also John Carpenter's film, so... Yeah, that was... I completely agree, yes. (laughs) But Reeve was great. Like, Noises Off and, like, all the other films that I saw him in, I thought he was... Especially Somewhere in Time, he was great in that, too. Yes, Somewhere in Time, like... If you're going to okay. watch any chick flick ever, man, watch that one. It's so Yeah, beautiful. he was really good in Death Trap also, if you've seen that. Yeah, oh, I, hated that. I hate that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I hated that movie. Sorry, I just did. He I was good in it, though. Oh. Yeah, I'll never forget in the theater. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting in the theater in Oakland watching this thing, and then when the two started making out, right, everybody started screaming, Superman is gay. Oh, it was That's hilarious. part of the reason why I hated that movie. It ruined my childhood. That's like... <laughs> I was like, fuck this shit. That's not right. And now all the actors are playing DC characters are all gay. So, like, what the hell, DC? No, just Does DC stand for Dicks and Cox? Is that what it stands for? Dicks and Cox? <laughs> Nothing yeah. against gay people. I'm just saying. It's just weird. <laughs> that they're all casting gay people. Now. But anyway. No, but look. Christopher Reeve, great actor. Obviously good actor. Great Superman. But... I'm sorry. He made shitty movies, too. Any actor can make a shitty movie and then of make course. a good movie. 
Yeah. It's just the way it is. And there's actors that are shitty in a lot of parts, and then they, they find that one role they completely, you know, kick, you know, knock it out of the park. And that's what Heath Ledger did. But Heath Ledger wasn't bad in, in other movies. Hey, look, the gay cowboy movie, Johnny, that was actually a good film. It was. I didn't say, I didn't say it wasn't. I just said that they didn't give him an Oscar for it. It wouldn't. He that that would be the film that he actually deserved it for, in my opinion. Didn't Ang Lee win an Oscar for that movie? I think it did get um, best director, if I'm not mistaken. Like I don't watch the wasn't Oscars. It, it wasn't like best. I think it was best picture, best director, or something like that. Also, so. I mean, it, it, that was a, that was a film for a, a genre and, a, and an audience, and it was it was great for what it was. You know what I mean? Like it was basically any other chick flick, but it was about two dudes. That's basically all. <laughs> <laughs> it was a chick flick with cocks. That's... <laughs> I mean, that's uh, honestly, it was it was the same romance story you've seen a million Transsexual times. cowboys. <laughs> it just had two guys in it instead of a dude and a girl. I mean, like it wasn't really that special of a film, but I got to give. Heath and um, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal props for playing that those roles in this time period because as open as we are and as accepting as we are to gay culture, we still really are not, and they 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 barely have their own films, and like when they do, they're indie films. You know what I mean? You know, I think that was more of a Jake Gyllenhaal's film. I think he did a phenomenal job that movie. I, I have to agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he. You know what was... I mean? It's still. Uh, go ahead, Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shush, Johnny. Go ahead, Oscar. I think Heath was more or less <laughs> kind of dialing it in in that movie. I, mean, I don't think he really had his heart into the film. Like Jake Gyllenhaal, obviously, was not acting the hell out of that film. I thought so. Uh, well, I don't. I don't know. I'd agree on that point. I think the the way the character was written, the way he had to play that character. Remember, he wasn't like the openly gay cowboy dude. He was like very macho type and yeah, very in the closet, you know, and very like. You know, reserved and quiet, and the way he was made to play. Remember, he also had to have this accent, the southern accent, uh, you know, going there. So, I mean, he was made to play the character that way. I don't think yes. he phoned it in exactly, uh, but Jake Gyllenhaal definitely owned that performance. I mean, that that whole speech when he's like, "Why can't I quit you?" That whole, I mean, yeah. he really did act phenomenally well in that movie. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. It was completely his movie. It really was. Yeah, that... and and he should have got nominated for an Oscar. Exactly. He is a phenomenal so, actor. He's sadly underrated. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, I completely agree. I still can't believe he's not getting picked up for more stuff after Nightcrawler. I mean, exactly. yeah, that was exactly. a good movie, too. My God, I saw that two weeks ago. That was a real yeah, good movie, Nightcrawler. Incredible movie. Oh, I man. mean, if anything was going to put him on the radar, that should have been it. And like, yep. he's still getting not getting looked at for stuff. I'm like, when are they going to well, like learn? That well, that no, he, no, he, he, he's getting roles. I mean, it's not like he has nothing coming on the next couple of years. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal is a working actor. Uh, he's got like what four or five movies in post production right now. So I mean, he's yeah, but he's very work. underrated. And he's in he's in roles that like I'm just he yeah, should I'm be sur- above by now. Is all well, I'm, I'm surprised that he hasn't been picked up by DC or Marvel and, and made into a superhero by now. I mean, of course, he was rumored for years for ago Spider-Man, for Spider Man, but time. yeah, but I mean, he's already too old to play Spider Man, especially with they're going with a much younger version of Spider Man. Yeah. So I mean, I'm surprised he hasn't been picked up for any other you know character of the DC or Marvel universe. Who would you cast him as? That's a tough one. If something happens to Joe Gordon-Levitt, he would be a phenomenal Sandman. That's for sure. Yeah, he would be great as Morpheus. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Actually, you know, honestly, how about maybe uh, Hal Jordan, Green Lantern? Yeah, that's that's not a bad idea. Yeah, 
Hal Jordan type. I mean, look, Ryan. One of the things with Ryan Reynolds was uh, that he just was too goofy for the, the Hal Jordan because Jordan's not supposed to be that goofy. Yeah, he jokes around a little bit in the comics, but he's not <laughs> a, a comedian, which Ryan Reynolds is. That's why he's so perfect for Deadpool or for Wally West, The Flash. Not right for Hal Jordan. That was miscast from the beginning. I think he would have been great as Booster Gold, to tell you the truth. Like, Booster oh, Gold, oh, yeah. Booster well, Gold oh, he, movie. Yeah, yeah that's, another, that's another movie he would have owned. Jake Gyllenhaal as Hal Jordan, I think, could work. I mean, he has the kind of personality that you would expect Hal Jordan. Yeah, the look is not all completely 100%, but, you know, it's a comic book adaptation. I thought at one point the they were look. looking at Bradley Cooper for Hal Jordan. Oh, they've looked at everybody for yeah, Hal Jordan. Bradley yeah. Cooper's looked at for pretty much anything and everything right now, man. He's one of the A-list that guys. Too. So. Yep. Oh, most definitely. Yep. Guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we got the box office top ten results of the week on the roundtable, so stick around. We'll be right back in about uh, maybe four minutes, five minutes, something like that, maybe three. Who knows? Professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. We cover everything from the known to the unknown, the normal to the paranormal, archaeologists to psychologists, and even UFOs. We tell what's coming, what's going, the government lies to the government thrives. We're late night in the Midlands, and we cover everything. Every Sunday night at 12 a.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific, on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Remember, Future Theater could be heard every Monday night at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Bill, that's me and Nancy. Hi, Karumba. Burns, and we are broadcasting live right here on PSN Radio. Breaking the walls down. This is radio. This is what people want. To download the podcast, make sure you go to www.futuretheater.com. There's a war going on in the streets. It's 
the War on Thirst. Splunk is winning the War on Thirst with the new grenade-shaped cans. Hey, yo, pull the pin and blow your thirst right off in that brand new taste explosion. Boom! Now that's the sound of refreshment. Sprunk, go AWOL from the Cola Wars with an energizing mix of lemon, lime, ten times the caffeine and sugar. Plus, mercury and benzene for that extra pop. Yo, it'll bring the temperature right up and the bubbles. Other beverages use carbon dioxide. Shh, but use ether to kick up that phase. Thanks to all that mercury, you won't remember anything that tasted so good. Now pick up a Sprunk Thermonuclear six-pack. Kill thirst and liven up the party. Sauce your friends with Sprunk in the grenade-shaped can and enter the Sprunk sweepstakes where you can win a real case of grenades. Well, blow your thirst right off in that brand new taste explosion. Elizabeth Taylor, movie legend. We lost her too soon. Gone, but not forgotten. Now, you can own an authentic piece of movie history. Elizabeth Taylor's ashes in a small commemorative urn. Remember, remember. I want you to forget me, please. For just $29.95 plus shipping and handling, we'll send you an ounce of real superstar soot. Elizabeth Taylor, movie legend. You can have a piece of her forever. Command performances leave me quite cold. Call today. Hurry. Quantities are limited. Rest in peace, bro. Hold your peace, bro. Speak your peace, bro. Ain't no peace, bro. And there must be an imaginary line. All us brothers crossing. I might be next. Every time you see me, I'm walking. Oh, we victims of a slave system that's openly corrupt. You're just another nigga dead. And don't nobody give a fuck. Society claims I have no right to be mad at all. If it ain't the police killing y'all, it's y'all killing y'all. So what? I'm supposed to accept what you're telling me, man. These guys playing with their new toys and causing this pain. I understand you're not concerned. They not killing. So don't you ever try to remind me or tell me be equal. If they keep this up, they might spark a new revolution. People looking, shooting, and screaming. Think this can't happen. Respect the words and rapping like spoken prophecy. You live it or die in transit. Them boys won't get the best of my life. I'm gonna enhance it. I'm reminded that I'm living a life that wasn't handed. Eureka, yeah, I bounce with my feet up. The black Jesus, they grab the leech up. Roll the weed up. Rest in peace, bro. Hold your peace, bro. Speak your peace, bro. Ain't no peace, bro. In these streets. All right, everybody. We are back now live on the roundtable and with, uh, with, you know, the segment here almost ending at the, the end of the hour. Uh, we're going to make this quick because we have a lot more news to go over. Uh, but we have the box office results for this week and uh, kind of a, a slow week at the box office, guys. Really, really slow week at the box office, in fact. Uh, number 10 on the list, The Age of Adeline brought in $1.4 million. Number 9, Home, brought in $1.6 million. Number 8, uh, which is a movie I don't think anyone on this phone call right now or on this <laughs> show ever wants to watch. That's Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. <laughs> Jesus, that's still in the running? That is still in the top 10. Why the hell is that movie even still alive in the box office top 10? I don't know. <laughs> But it made 1.7 million this weekend. Uh, Furious Seven has made 2.1 million, uh, and it's number seven at the box office. Number six, Hot Pursuit, which is mind-boggling why it's still even in there, made 3.4 <laughs> million. Uh, number five this week, Age of Ultron, with 20 million at the box office, is dropping uh, pretty fast. But it already went over the 400 million mark domestically, over a billion worldwide, I believe, uh, by now. So uh, it's doing pretty well. Pretty damn well. Uh, number four, Poltergeist opened up this week at $23 million. A little disappointing for Fox. 
with Poltergeist. Well, the movie looked pretty disappointing, so those numbers pretty much matched the film. Yeah, and it's a horror movie, too. Those kind of uh, movies are not doing very well these days. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road, number three, with $23 million, dropping 47% from last week. Domestic total right now stands at $87 million. Might get to $110 million overall. Maybe $120 million domestically, so that's Mad Max. Pitch Perfect 2 dropped to number two this week with $30 million at the box office. A huge drop, 56% drop from previous week. Total is 117 at the box office. And debuting number one this week, Tomorrowland with $32 million. And kind of a low total for Tomorrowland at $32 million, I thought. I think I thought that was going to do a whole lot better than that. A little disappointed by that. Uh, but that's your top ten People results People are sick of going week. to the movies, Jackal. That's what it is. Uh, I don't know if it's that well, or if it's... Uh, I'm actually, actually kind of hyped for that one. I mean, I don't like kids' movies, but that one looks fun. I don't like George Clooney, no, and that movie looks fun. So, I yeah, mean, but I think I think part of the problem with this movie was the marketing campaign where when you watch the trailers and you watch some of the advertising for it, you it have makes no, idea no what it's sense. About. Of what, yeah, you have no idea what's going to happen. It makes no sense what's going on. Uh, there's no narrative in there that kind of tells you, okay, this is what the movie's about. It's very vague, and I mean, it, it's, it looks interesting. I want to see it, definitely. Uh, but, I mean, it it's just one of those movies where you're kind of like, well, what the Well, it's a movie based off of one of their rides, so I don't think I it had, it's a plot-heavy type of story, man. Yeah, but Pirates of the Caribbean was also based off you know, a ride, and they created this entire mythology for the movie, and the trailers were great, and that first movie was phenomenal. That's what they were trying to do with this story here, and Brad Bird is a great director. I love Brad Bird, um, and I, I, I'm positive this movie's really good. I, really, I think it's probably phenomenal. Uh, but I'm just surprised the marketing by Disney was so bad on this. Um, I'm just, you know, kind yeah, of... Yeah, they John Cartered it, kind of. I got... I, I hear yeah, it. completely, completely. Uh, but it did open at number one. Hopefully it has legs and it continues, you know, doing good business here, you know, moving forward. Uh, because I am a, a Brad Bird fan. In fact, uh, he's somebody I would like to see maybe when they direct a Star Wars anthology movie. Or maybe one of the episodes. What do you guys think? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Good director. So there's the uh, box office results for this week. Now moving on back to the news. Johnny Alpha, what's next on the board there? What do we have? I got about? something that's it's really nice and really kind of heartwarming. And talking about somebody that we were discussing before the break. Ryan Reynolds has made one Deadpool fan dream come true. Tony Azevedo, who is a Make-A-Wish Foundation kid, got to visit him on set. And he actually hung out with him and played around with him as, uh, as Deadpool and as in, in plain clothes. And I, I just love when I read about stars doing stuff like this. You know, like... Um, and. Bale really kicked the door open with Bat Kid, but I mean, like, I just like that the other guys and the Marvel guys and like even Henry Cavill's boring ass even shows up and does this for these kids, man. Like, I I love that these guys embrace the superhero ness of what they're playing, and like, um, I'm glad that Ryan Reynolds stepped up and did this too. You know what I mean? It really makes me like the guy a little bit more. Here's the thing: Ryan Reynolds gets a bad rap for you know some crappy movies he's done in the past, but he's actually, from you know all accounts from everybody's you know who's worked with him at least, he's actually a very nice dude. Like he's a, just a nice guy, and this didn't surprise me when I saw that he did something like that. That's just the type of dude I guess that uh, he is. You know, and, and I've heard actors just rave about how nice it is to work with him and how much fun he is on sets and how much fun he is as just an overall person. So it doesn't shock me. He's, he seems like a good dude, man. And, and a lot of that hatred that he got for Green Lantern and stuff, it really wasn't warranted because it wasn't his fault. I mean, he's just an actor playing a part. Actually, I thought The I mean? Green Lantern was a great film. It's one of my favorite DC movies to date. I mean, it's right there with the underneath. Now, you know, the, you're talking about the director's cut, of course, right, Johnny? Both versions are better than most of the other 
like movies that mm. DC has. Like I'd put it I don't over know like about that, dude. No, no, no. I'm not saying that it's it's on par with like the Dark Knight movies or the Donner Superman movies, but it's right there underneath them, in my opinion, as far as like DC. <laughs> way films underneath, way underneath them. Well, well if you got to pick up <laughs> buried a third, underneath a third like good movie that they've come out with, like where are you gonna go? Green Lantern, of course. You're like, okay, like I like the Donner Superman movies, and then I like Dark Knight movies, and let me think. Yeah, Green Lantern was pretty cool, I guess. You know, like that's the, that's the only one, logical one you can jump mm, to. After no, that. see, I would, I would go and say I actually liked the the Burton's uh, Batman movies more than Green Lantern. I didn't even like the Tim Burton Batman movies that much, and I liked that over the Green Lantern film. So I didn't really enjoy Green Lantern. Man. I mean, I saw it. I have the Blu-ray. I bought the uh, the Steelbook edition for like ten bucks. Uh, but honestly, I watched it maybe twice since I bought it. And it's just not a good movie doesn't flow very well. The pacing is really bad. Uh, the acting was just still over the place. It just wasn't good. Uh, the storyline just was all screwy. And again, Hal Jordan is not supposed to be a comedian. Well, when I watched it, it just reminded me of reading a DC comic. It really captured that feeling. And it did look the, like a comic the book movie. And, and the silliness, yeah. that was just DC to me. See, I don't see... I, 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 DC is really trying to grasp this whole, like, we're the serious comic book people. And it's like, no, you're not. You guys are, like, the furthest from the serious comic book people in the world. So, But whatever makes helps you sleep at night. You know what I mean? Like, I, their comic books are closer to the Green Lantern than anything else that they've pooped out. Honestly, eh, I don't know about that, but anyway, Zod, what do you think of uh, Green Lantern? I know you love it. I like the you know <laughs> the director's cut. Well, how I do you prefer, feel about prefer... this news about Ryan Reynolds and the kid first, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's not surprising to me either. That news about about Ryan Reynolds and the kid—he's a cool dude. What can you say? Good job. Exactly. <laughs> and, I, and, and I could I could honestly confirm that he is a cool guy because I actually met You've him. You've met him, here. of course. Yeah, yeah of course we're, you we're, well, yeah, you gone drinking, spent some time with him, of course. You, wait, I got to spend, yeah, I, I got guy, to spend so. a week with him. <laughs> not a week. <laughs> we hung out. We shot some pool. You know, we picked up no, chicks. Not, it was great. Not that far, but it was it was a good it was a good little press mixer though. That's was, awesome, he's a great guy, Oscar. So. See, yeah, he's, he's, like, he's living the dream, man. He meets all these celebrities, all these cool people, you know. <laughs> living the dream, Oscar Benjamin. I am trying my best. <laughs> okay, now how Jesus. do you feel about Green Lantern's on <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay, Green Lantern! I'll tell you what, it wasn't as bad as Batman and Robin or Catwoman. Was he wearing the suit when he hung out with you, Oscar? Uh, no, he was not, actually. Was it CGI'd on him, and did you see it when you blinked? <laughs> <laughs> you blink once, it turns on. You blink twice, it turns he's on. A, he's yeah. a, cool to hang out with him in the in the, uh, in the Deadpool suit, yeah. suit like kid. Yeah, he's a gentleman. Cool. It's a, he's yeah. a gentleman that's very much in shape. So definitely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I guess uh, well, that's we'll side of the up. field. He certainly yeah. does have muscular calves. That's yes. Right. <laughs> 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 going. <laughs> There is one image of him, though, that I, I just can't stop laughing at, of him as, as Deadpool. And I know you guys seen it. It's him laying on top of the uh, the dead bear in front of yeah. the uh, the fireplace. That's a great <laughs> shot. Yeah. That is an amazing shot. That is freaking Deadpool right there, man. That's yeah, so that, perfect. That is Wade Wilson embodied. Yep, that's that's perfect. Uh, that's Honestly, that's one of the superhero movies I am looking forward to the most uh, coming out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, I'm just coming so out of the Fox Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, well, close enough. Yes, close enough. Either way, I'm looking forward to it. Exactly. 
Looks awesome. Now, if uh, DC uh, was smart, they would have cast him as Wally West. Because he would have actually been perfect for that. But anyway. I think that Will Smith like has a nephew that's going to play Wally West. <laughs> now, see, what they'll do is they'll get Willow he's gonna Smith. Let, no, he's going to let DJ Jazzy Jeff play. <laughs> no, 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 no. You guys, no, guys got to think. You got to think progressive. We're in 2015. <laughs> he's going to have Willow Smith play the female version of Wally West. Willow West. Willow Except West. Those exactly. actors that was up for the Spider-Man part to play the Wally West role. So any of those actors could play Wally West. I don't know. Wally West has a certain persona to him that it's hard to capture. Yeah. That's why I think Ryan Reynolds would have been good for it, but... Anyway. So you got to meet him too, huh? Yeah, definitely. Great guy. Lucky bastard. What's next on the uh, table there, Johnny Alpha? Uh, Lionsgate is doing a screen adaptation of Homer's The Odyssey, and they say that it'll be at least two film- movies long. I really hope that they get this right. I-, I would love to see an actual great film version of this done with modern technology. If they if they nail this, it'll be phenomenal. Oh, the TV movie with Armand Sante was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Armand Sante. That's all I ever think of when I think actually of it, was, it was actually a decent. It was actually it was a decent good for, movie. for yeah. TV. Yeah, for a TV yeah, it was, adaption, it was it was very entertaining. You have to remember back then they didn't have the kind of budgets and the kind of special effects that they have now. I'm so. just hoping this doesn't go like Noah style. You know what I mean? Like that would. Well, really see, there's always the danger of that. You know, with the <laughs> Noah thing and the and the what was the other one that just the the Christian Exodus. Dale. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that Ridley Scott movie. See, that movie looked phenomenal, though. I mean, like, it was a story we'd seen before, but, like, the the effects were great, but, like, otherwise that, the film was kind of unwatchable. You know what that movie... But it was better and... than Noah. It was way better well, Yeah, than it was better than Noah. Yeah. That's true. I'll tell you this much, though. Exodus and Terminator Salvation proved two things to me. One, that Christian Bell can make bad movies from time to time. And two, that just because you have a great cast does not mean you're going to have a great movie. That's true. So it all boils down to director in the end. So, yeah, and uh, well, then who can we blame for uh, Exodus? Ridley Scott. See, oh, the thing course. is, is he made like a biblical movie in 3D. Like as soon as I found out that that movie was coming out in 3D, I just kind of like face palm, just like I would have oh. liked to have seen like the, uh, the 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 Jesus movie in 3D, the one Mel Gibson but made. Passions of the Christ oh, with all the blood. yeah, I man, when they were whipping him oh. in 3D, just think of the blood spreading on you. Yeah. Wow, 3D. So Too much. That- that is like one of the greatest horror movies ever made. I agree with you. Like it would have been. That's pretty a cool. great snuff film. Is what that is. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like right there with like, yeah, it's better than Saw. It's better than Hostel. I mean, as far as like the torture porn movies go, like Passions of the Christ is like the best one made. It's basically a two and a half hour movie of somebody getting his ass whooped. That's all it is. Oh yeah, they got the whips with the hooks, man. They just show yeah, the skin yeah. gouged. I mean, it's brutal. I mean, it is brutal movie. So there you go. Pow, pow. I, want see, I want to see that on 3D on IMAX. I want like Jesus' blood to squirt on me for real when they're whipping him. <laughs> Jesus, man, I thought I was like the worst asshole on this show. Man, too damn. much? Too much? A bit, a bit, yeah, man. Like okay, I'm not too much. Some of my death metal out records now, man. It's like Jesus' blood dripping on me, jackal. And there shit. you go. There you go. Make a death metal song out of it. Uh, anyway, what's next on the uh, round table there, Johnny Alpha? Uh, Cinemax and Justin Lin are developing a Bruce Lee dramatic series called Warrior, which sounds very neat in the, the rundown that I read about it. Like, if this show's done right, it could be, like, the best, like, biopic. It's, a, it's all going to depend on who they get to play Bruce Lee, period. 
Yeah, they didn't. Jason, have Jason Scott Lee. Jason Scott Lee, right? What's I don't up, think Oscar? it's a story. Of, well, I don't think it's a story about Bruce Lee. I think it's something he wrote. So I don't think it's so much a story about him, as far as I know. Huh, yeah, I think Oscar's right. I think Oscar's right on this. I think it's just a story inspired by something he wrote, or oh, it's actually by uh, one of his, yeah. one of his, from one of his journals or something. Yeah, in fact, Fanny Shakur oh, okay. is doing the same thing for Tupac. There's a movie that uh, that he had started a script for before he died, and he's like eighty percent or ninety percent done with it. Uh, and they got a scriptwriter who had worked on one of his movies to come in and finish the script off, and they're commissioning that now to a, a major movie. Uh, that's going to be made, and it's not a movie that he's in, obviously because he's passed away, but it's going to be a movie that he wrote. And it's coming out in a couple of years. You so think they're going to get to be in that Jaden and Bow Wow? God damn it! Well, you got to ruin my night like that. <laughs> well, well, I do shit my like thing that. about Bruce Lee is like they—if they're going to do anything, they ought to uh, try to commission and actually do a faithful version of of his uh, Game of Death idea. I think they should really—they should really do something like that because that was his big, huge, huge project. If they're going to, you know. Adapt something that he came up with. I mean, that'd be cool, like a Game of Death um, adaptation on film. Yeah, like an adaptation, but but done but on TV, right? That'd be, done, but be cool. yeah, but done the way the way that Bruce Lee would have wanted it done, not the way that they, you know, they exploited it and made it into just another, you know, just another movie. Like it would be, but I don't know. I I think it's I don't think they exploited it. I think they just did what he dreamed. Of. Would be his final film. What he he didn't realize would be his final film. So I don't think it was an exploitation so much. I think it was honoring the memory of Bruce Lee. So yeah, they, well, they tried to honor. They tried to honor. They tried to honor his memory as best as they could. But you know, they did some things in the film that ended up offending people. And I think they could have. I, I don't know. I just expected more from it. But maybe again because of the time that it was made and everything. Like if it were made now, they could probably adapt it really, really well. Hmm. It would be almost sacrilegious, though. This is Bruce Lee we're talking about. And do remake any of his movies, he doesn't sit well with me at all. So, sorry. Yeah, but I mean, this wouldn't be actually remaking one of his movies. I mean, Game of Death wasn't really his movie. The movie that they actually ended up making was a movie based off of... They used some of the footage that he shot and then tried to create a story around that. Well, the and- remake... The, the Fist of Legend movie with Jet Li was a great remake of a Bruce Lee movie. I mean, they can uh, be done faithfully and well, you know what I mean? As long yeah. as they don't try to, like... Yeah, Fist of Legend was a Fist of Fury remake. Is what right. It yeah. And it was a great movie, yes. and it was it was a good remake of it, actually, um, in some parts with the, with the actual other fighters and stuff, along with Jet Li, had better fights than the original version, in my opinion. I mean, like, they're both phenomenal films, but I, I think that Bruce Lee movies can be remade and done just as well as anybody else's movies, if they're done good. Well, of course. Can you imagine uh, Enter the Dragon? remake Oof. see now that's not something i'd want <laughs> wow. to see because that was actually that see, was actually his film i wouldn't want to see and uh enter the dragon remake we saw but... it mortal Kombat was a fist yeah, of pretty time. much yeah. <laughs> it was the enter the dragon and then balls of fury was the enter the dragon remake and it was a spoof but like it was <laughs> balls of fury <laughs> pow pow uh that's a good movie balls of fury. <laughs> look as far as uh 
you know, them remaking or them making something that Bruce Lee had worked on or thought up, I'm all for it. And, and as far as remaking some of his old stuff, why not? If, if it could be done right and if it could be good, I'm all for that. You know, guys remember when they made that, when they did that alcohol commercial and they used Bruce Lee and they, they did like, oh, a, that was so cool. Yeah, I remember that. And it was done so well, but it offended yep. so many people because Bruce Lee wasn't about that. So they kind of used Bruce Lee. It was it was exploitative in a lot of ways. Where it yeah, but here's used, the thing: who signed who signed off for that? First yeah, of his, all? Family his family signed off on it. Okay, so. so if the family's okay with it, and it's a way to keep the legacy alive in the media, I have no problem with that. Yeah, people are always going to be offended by everything. Anything you put out there, sure. so it's going to offend somebody. You, just, you can't think. You can't think of you know who you're going to offend or you're not going to offend. Because then you know what? Nothing's ever going to get done. Because you're going to be worried about who you're going to offend, and, and you can't live like that, dude. But so the I, point I'm trying to make is that. that they were able to use Bruce Lee in that way, and it came out so brilliantly, and he looked so great in it. Who's to say they couldn't? Yeah, but how long ago was that? Finish up. This was a while ago, and now okay. the technology exists where it's you could actually now. put. Yeah, you could put Bruce Lee in a recreation of that situation along with his original footage and you'd have and, and you could, Paul Walker. seamless you, yeah. could, make, you seamless. could make the game of death movie that he wanted is what I'm with trying Paul Walker too and Paul, Paul Walker, Walker too. and Paul Walker being it too <laughs> oh, sorry Jesus uh, anyway, uh, rest in peace, Paul Walker. But look, here's the thing: we're getting to the point now with CGI that eventually we're not going to really need actors. Right, dead anymore. actors are going to be popping up all over. So you're going to be seeing stuff like that. I mean, it, you should not be shocked by the fact that they're you, they would even think of doing something like that in the near future with Bruce Lee. Or and actually, Bruce Lee would be a good testing ground because it's an action movie. It might be a little bit easier to sell to to fans. I mean, if you do a movie with like Marlon Brando or something like that, it might be a little harder to sell. You know what I mean? But when you do a movie with like Bruce Lee type, there's a lot of fans out there that want to see something. Yeah, I'm down to see Marlon Brando doing kung fu. <laughs> that would be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be some amazing CGI right there, boy. May he rest in peace. <laughs> uh, but you get the point, though. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah. I'd like to see it personally. I, I, I'm a big Bruce Lee fan, so I'd love to see them do something in his universe and one of his movies and maybe bring him back somehow. You know, I think that would be neat. Who would you get Speak- to do the voice, though? To do Bruce Lee's voice? Dave Logan. There you go. Good answer. All right. Next on the uh, round table there, Johnny Alpha. What's next? We get uh, the first trailer for the Bat Kid um, Begins documentary about the Bat Kid we all remember from. And like this movie looks, oh, man, it looks like it's going to kick your heart right in the ass. I mean, it looks so dramatic and tragic because we all know the story. It, it was a very uplifting and touching story, too. But, like, the documentary looks like it's going to be it's going to be a good one, but like a real tearjerker. You guys see it? The trailer for it? Haven't seen the trailer. I saw the poster, and I thought that was really neat. Um, I will see it. Yeah, it looks interesting. The, the story was really, really uh, warm, you know, heartwarming, uh, the whole Bat Kid thing. And... Uh, you know they're really going all out with this thing too, with the the, the documentary and everything. So it's cool to see them uh, put movies like that out. I mean, at least it's an uplifting kind of of a story of a sad situation, you know. So, Zod, what right. do you think? I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. I didn't watch the trailer, but like you, I saw the poster, and I'm going to see it. Yeah, I love the whole idea Oscar? behind. Uh, May- yeah, I love the whole idea behind Make a Wish and other organizations like that to fulfill the. You know these dreams of these 
these kids that have sometimes terminal diseases or whatever the case is. And I, you know, I, this is a win-win for everybody. It's completely uplifting and it shows, it shows on Noble we true, all of us can truly be. So I think it's a great, great thing. Yeah, I'm all in on that. I'll, I'll definitely uh, spend time watching that. Uh, what's next on the round table there, uh, Mr. Johnny Alpha? All right. Um, World War Z has a sequel that will be out in 2017. And I'm yes, thinking, why, that's what we God, needed. Why? Yes, the zombie movie we needed to have happen. <laughs> yes. If there was ever a sequel that did not need to be made, it was this one. You actually, do you really like this movie, um, Jekyll? Well, it's a guilty pleasure. See, like, when, when Brad Pitt, he's, like, stuck up in the tree, and he's, like, impaled to the seat, and then, like, he, un- he unbuckles himself. Hey, 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 spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> this isn't the end of the damn film or anything. He, he unimpales himself, falls, like, 30 feet to the ground, and just goes, ugh, and gets up and keeps going. Is I mean, like, come on, man, that movie's just bad, bad. From- <laughs> Suspend your disbelief. From personally talking to Brad Pitt, I mean, I, I talked to him right before the movie <laughs> World War Z. Of course you did. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, I actually yeah. asked him because this, if you, you were, if you recall, around that time there was some 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 YouTube stuff that was released as goofy footage of these guys reacting, and there's no work on it done. So I asked him about that. What he, what his reaction was to the fans and you know the negative reaction. He asked me. He actually told me point blank. He said, "Just watch the movie, and then we'll have a discussion about it afterwards." And tell me honest opinion about it after. So that. I got a lot of respects. For, um, Oscar, for you're breaking up a little bit there. Can you uh, close the browsers or whatever you have open? Oh, so, sorry. How's that? Not much better. better. Oh, okay. okay I'm it's like it's popping it in and out, and it's like going in and out. But so Eesh. after the film, after you watched it, how good of a conversation did you have with him? Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I actually respect. I actually like the movie, and I, I like the fact that he gave me an honest answer. He just said, see the movie, and then we'll have a conversation afterwards. And that was uh, honest. But what, what was the conversation like afterwards? Did he say, so did you hate the movie, too? Or? No, he just said, well, <laughs> we, we, we met up again. It was another press thing. He just said, hey, oh, I remember you asked me that question. I said, yeah. I said, well, what did you think of the movie? I said, I actually, to tell you the honest truth, I actually enjoyed the movie. And I'm, and I'm glad we had that conversation beforehand. I gave you the benefit of the doubt, and I'm glad I did. So it was, I like so- this. I like the South Park episode that made fun of that movie. I thought that, like, <laughs> if we didn't have that movie, we wouldn't have that amazing South Park episode about the the shooting the black kid and stuff. I mean, is the George Zimmerman? I don't know. I mean, if I didn't episode. like the movie, if I didn't like the movie, I don't even know if I could have that conversation with with Brad Pitt, though. Yeah, I would. I'd be, be kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what like, I could tell you. you. <laughs> guy, what are you doing here? And just like, I'm not World War Z guy. <laughs> it was a it was a fun it was a fun film. It was a meant as an intellectual discussion on the. No, they actually stop, tried yeah. to make it into an intellectual film. If you watch it, like they talk all about like social structures and you know they tried really hard to try to make that like some kind of thought provoking film, and it failed on every level. Yeah, that's your opinion. I liked it. I thought it was a decent movie. The only thing that the only issues that I had with the movie were so much some of the special effects weren't that special. Um, <laughs> That's the only main issue I really had with the film. As far as the acting goes, I thought that was fine. Uh, the you know the, the 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 script I thought played out fine the way they they shot it. Uh, directing was good. Um, I had no issues really with the story overall. Uh, it's just some of the special effects really just didn't 
you know, it wasn't up to par with some of the effects we have nowadays. But overall, I like the movie. I can't. I mean, the sequel should be uh, should be good. I mean, Brad Pitt hardly He's makes not bad movies. Be in it. I doubt that. No, it's they're saying it's going to be kind of a loose sequel, like none of the returning cast. Uh, it's not going to have a returning cast from what then I. Then the movie's going to be total shit. Well, he is still the producer of the film, so he will stay. And there's ho- some hope. Yeah, and there, yeah. and and it's uh, being released. See how we're flip flopping here back and forth. So we know it's going to be good. Being released by the asylum. I don't think so. Did you see that um, zombie um, apocalypse elephant graveyard or zombie hunters elephant graveyard movie they made? That is probably the worst zombie movie I've ever seen. It's worse than Warm Bodies, man. <laughs> what the hell is that? Never even heard of it. <laughs> Keep it that way, man. It's got Billy Zane. Might be for your best. Hey, wait, he's pretty good, Billy Zane. He's yeah, that no, that's why I watched it. I'm like, hey, Billy Zane's in it. Listen to your friend Billy Zane. He's a cool guy. So yeah. I gave it a shot. I'm like, oh, man, like it was a shot that I should have never taken. Billy, I shouldn't play. I should have played Lex Luthor in the big screen adaptation of Superman Zane. That Billy yeah. Zane? Yeah, yeah that, that Billy guy. Zane. The guy that was in Critters with a mullet. Was he offered oh, yeah. the role? Of Lex no, Luthor? But... Yeah, Lex no, Luthor. no, they, no, they, they had uh, Jesse Assenberger. Or whatever. Yeah, no, but oh, he was yeah. like a he was okay. a fan favorite. Like fans really yeah. wanted him to like, step up. Everybody and their mother was like, Billy Zane. For years. Billy Zane. Come on, Billy Zane. Come on. Even when Superman Returns was being, you know, put together. Everybody's like, Come on, please, Billy Zane. Get Billy Zane. All over the internet. He was the number one choice for a decade. Not even a call. Not a phone call. Nothing. Mind you, he looks identical to like Lex Luthor from the cartoons, from the comic books. Look at the pictures. I mean, I'll, I'll post you some pictures later, Oscar. When you mm-hmm. see them, you're like, it's flipping Lex Luthor. I mean, that maybe looks it's because he played identical. the uh, That has to be part of it. I mean, I don't know if that's the whole thing because he's got other work. I mean, he was in Titanic, which is not saying yeah. much. Yeah, he was the bad guy in Titanic, though, and then he yes. was in the Phantom. And Lex Luthor is a bad guy, also, so it would have been perfect. Yeah, but they can't have him trying to kill both Superman and Leonardo DiCaprio in his career. <laughs> uh, he must be too <laughs> uh, That's true, too. That's true. Uh, that's a good point. Anyway, uh, what's next on the uh, roundtable there? <laughs> this this is going to make Zod really sad, but Mary-Kate and Ashley will not be returning for the Full House reunion <laughs> show. Oh, my heart bleeds on that one. Zod, they will not be that? in Fuller House, Zod. I am well, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in then. Screw that. <laughs> that, so you're officially out of that's this a, uh, full house. That's a deal breaker for me. I'm out. <laughs> this is like if this is like if Girl Meets World didn't have Topanga. Exactly. It's just Bob Saget and uh, who's the guy that played Joey? Or is this, what's oh, so Joey? wait, so wait. Hey, 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 Are hey, they hey. going to cast another actress to play? Hey, Michelle, hold on, hold on. What? Hold on, hold on. Cut it out. You can't. You can't hire no other actresses to play Michelle. Probably what they'll do. They'll probably Losers. get their sister that was in Avengers, and like it'll be better. Elizabeth Olsen will play the grown-up version of the show. <laughs> well, she's actually the good actress in the family. I mean, she could act. Well, exactly. I seen her in the one thing, and she was good in it. So, like, yeah, I'll go ahead and give her the benefit of the doubt. I mean, she's been no, she's been good in just about every role that I've seen her in. So, what else is she in? Though, I mean, like, maybe I've seen her in something else too. Uh, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you her entire filmography. <laughs> Bully. Oh, IMDb. IMDb like a <laughs> motherfucker. Actually, she was in Godzilla. If you remember that? Oh, she was in right, Godzilla. Yeah. She was in Godzilla. Yeah, she, uh, she played Ellie Brody. She was also in an uncredited scene in The Winter Soldier, because of course she's part of the yeah universe now. Uh, let's see. Of course, Avengers, uh, Silent House, uh, Peace, Love, and Misunderstanding, Red Lights, which was actually a really good movie. Killing You Darlings. I haven't seen that one. 
Uh, Very Good Girls. That's a decent movie. Old Boy, your favorite? She was in the the remake of Old Boy. Okay. Well, (laughs) a lot of people I like were in that movie. Just because like I don't like it doesn't mean that they. Well, did you watch it, Johnny? <laughs> no, I still have not seen it. I refuse. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Is it worth well, watching? Sure. Some, I mean, there's sure. some stuff you might. There's some stuff in there you might like. I mean, I don't know. It's definitely yeah, not sure. as good as the original. But I mean, I, I for a remake, for an American remake, I guess it's okay. Yeah, it's not bad. It's decent. And she was in a, the powerhouse movie called Silent House. <laughs> oh, is that, that that's a horror movie, right? Yeah, it's a, it's actually, that's a serial killer. That's the one. It's actually okay. a pretty decent movie, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like that, where the, the the creepy dude comes to their house and he thinks that like he's like the big bad killer and she shows him up. Yeah, that was a pretty neat little movie. Yeah, it was. So she's she's got talent. She's a pretty good little actress there. And uh, she's now part of the Marvel Universe. The, yeah, so she's exactly. got work for at least a good decade. <laughs> at least. The one, Olsen, the one Olsen sibling that made it good in life. Because the other two are a disaster. <laughs> Jesus. And the other two are involved with Heath Ledger also. Well, just the one. The one that was always yeah, in trouble. Like, no yeah. no wonder he's dead. Jeez. Well, no, he stole, her, <laughs> he stole her pills to overdose with, and he got her in trouble. She was actually cleaning herself up at the time. But it wasn't like it wasn't like a lot of aspirin or some crap or sleeping pills he took and mixed it with aspirin or something. I mean, it wasn't like he wasn't taking like well, no, it's not like he stole her oxycontin or something, or something like, that. Like, yeah. like that. But he still stole her pills, and like she got in trouble because. Of... But they were like sleeping pills. He over- were they like... purple? <laughs> purple pills. <laughs> 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 All right, D twelve. Thank you very much. Ah, <laughs> uh, he got hooked on those blue and yellow purple pills. But uh, what's next on the round table there, um, Johnny Alpha? Okay, and this one, uh, this one surprisingly has caught a lot of grief on a lot of the film groups I'm part of online. And this is Reese Witherspoon is going to play Tinkerbell in the live action version of Peter Pan. You know, like Disney I'm out. and all these live action I'm versions. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. No, I'm, I'm out. I think I'm she's. Out. I think she'll be better than Julia <laughs> Roberts and Hook. Out. Roberts I'm so out. Anything she's in, I'm out. What's wrong uh, with Reese Witherspoon? She's cute. She's horrible. blonde. She she's got the horrible red color eyes. Horrendous Did actors. You, how is she a bad actress, but your hey, precious Sandra Bullock's good? I mean, that makes hey, no I, sense. I'd bang her, but she's a terrible actress. And here's somebody <laughs> who would probably bang her, too, and he knows she's a terrible actress. California guy has just oh. joined the show. California guy, <laughs> he called in. What's going hey, on, buddy? About, you guys? How do you feel about Reese Witherspoon as Tinkerbell, California guy? Whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> well, that, that's what we're on right now, man. <laughs> you joined right at the right time. We're talking about Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. I was just called in to say hi, but you guys just <laughs> dropped this, this terrible news on me. Man, that's See what I'm saying? Fantastic. That's a it's man for, who knows his shit right there. It's for a live-action Peter Pan movie. It's not like she's like going to play it like Fables or something. It's hardcore. I mean, it's a live-action Peter Pan movie. I guess that's great, I guess, but... Uh, <laughs> Right I don't on. know because I, I don't have no plans on watching it. So yeah, I, I hear none. <laughs> Any interest I might have had in a Peter Pan movie with her in it now is completely gone. Like no interest whatsoever at all. Were you actually none. looking forward to the live action Peter Pan movie? In, in all seriousness, not at all. Jackal? Nope, <laughs> no interest there's, whatsoever. None. There's one coming out this summer, isn't there? A few. Is, Jack- isn't it called Pan? Pan, yes. Yeah. 
When, did, when, when will they stop ad- adapting Peter Pan and making? Aren't they gonna do? Really? They, isn't it supposed to be like grim fairy tales though? Like they're gonna do like a that's, real? That's this one. Like the one that I'm talking about. This one is the official Disney one. So this one gonna is gonna be, be the Reese, Reese Witherspoon is gonna be a straight up adaptation like Cinderella kind of. Yeah, yeah. This is oh. Di- Disney. Made yeah. A lot never of mind. Never mind. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> made a lot of money with Maleficent <laughs> and then Cinderella. So they're live actioning all their shit. They got the Jungle Book. They got Peter Pan. They got all them <laughs> shits coming out. All so the Jungle Book I'm in. Oh, for. yeah. That's awesome. Actually, yeah, Cinderella, the- Cinderella was actually quite good, actually. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I want yeah. them to do Pinocchio and do it the right way. I want to know what Oscar's smoking. <laughs> they should get Asia Butterfield to play Pinocchio too. He'd be epic. <laughs> they better, they better get him like before him. he grows up. Come on, uh, Kenna well, he's eighteen. He... was a director of well, director of Cinderella. It was a good movie. This is a great director. director anyway, that butter, that butterface kid. Uh, he's like what eighteen? It looks like he's fourteen or twelve. He's, he looks like Pinocchio, though. He looks like that he little does. cartoon wooden boy, man. He'd be great. Yeah, if they got him now, but if they wait too long, then, yeah. He might be able to grow facial hair, you're right, and like then it'll be all ruined. Yeah. I want to be a real boy. Well, they could always get 2.0 to play him. That's true. <laughs> he still looks like a wooden boy. <laughs> wow. They can't have Pinocchio stealing dead people's sunglasses in a Disney movie. Oh, come wow, on, shots fired. Come on. <laughs> One indiscretion, and he's marked. 2.0, 2.0, I want you for Pinocchio, bro. <laughs> you got my vote. <laughs> I would totally watch that. Uh, and he, yeah, he his cousin see. that comes out in the videos with him doing the movie reviews could play Geppetto. <laughs> no, he'd play he'd play Lampwick or whatever. That'd that be means. a great. That'd be a great scene where he starts where he's stealing sunglasses off of dead people. That'd yeah, be great. Geppetto they... dies and he steals his sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Shots fired. <laughs> That's what happens when you leave the show. You get shots fired at you. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking of which, uh, California guy, what's new with you, bro? Oh, no, no. I just happened to... You, you didn't invite me on as usual. So I happened to be on social media. I said, let me, let me call in and see what the chitter... I, I couldn't get into the chat, so... I said, let me just call in through the Skype and see what's going on in the show. And you guys were talking about Cinderella. I came in at the tail end. And we were I talking got about C- Peter Pan. Oscar likes Cinderella. He's the only Cinderella. Oh, Peter Pan or whatever. <laughs> we're so talking that, about Everything's going great. This has been kind of an, an odd episode. We've talked about gay superheroes. We've talked about Cinderella. We've talked about gay cowboys. There's a theme going about on. Ryan Reynolds' muscular calves and how built. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a theme on this episode today. I don't know what it is exactly. I can't put my finger on it. See, I, I came in at the tail end, and so we have all these bizarre. I guess this was meant to show tails and tail ends and fingers. That's what I'm saying. You see yeah. what I'm saying there? Is that right? Or tail end? <laughs> nah, everything's going great. You know, I'm just seeing what you guys was talking about, what topics you guys, you know, because I missed a couple of shows. I wanted to come on and talk about some movies and stuff. I know I read some of Zod's reviews for Mad Max. Uh, I've seen 2.0 speaking to him since you guys are calling him Pinocchio, but I've seen his little reviews, <laughs> so I just came in and talked about some movies, and that's about it, you know? That's He'd be I a great it. Pinocchio, though. I mean, I gotta be honest. That'd he be would. Awesome. 2.0 is gonna be mad. He's gonna cook Johnny, though. 2.0 is gonna <laughs> cook him. Yo, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny, he's gonna be trolling you, so he's, well, he's gonna night, hear this show. 
Last night I had tornado warnings, and he said, "Hey, don't go pulling a paw, Kent." And I, I, I rather respond to him in kind. I'm like, "But <laughs> do you really expect me to have my son, who is a superhero, use his powers to save people, to save me? What is he smoking?" And I mean, like, honestly, what is he smoking? Why would I have my kid, who has superpowers, try to save me? So <laughs> that makes no sense. So he no, no, no. You let him die, superhero. Yeah, no, you let me die. I go, I go save the dog. I don't. This care conversation is severely offensive. Of course, <laughs> it doesn't. It, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, it, it it makes complete sense to let him die because why would the superhero run towards the car when he could lift whatever's holding the dog pinned in there a lot quicker than? Hey, that's what the, the Marvel father. guys are for, all right? That's what the right. Oh, He's not he the Flash. Do that damn quicker. It. Oh, never mind. He didn't have to be the Flash. He could have just gone to the, the car. Flash, right? You know, he could have just gone to the car at no more, the normal I speed. Think the he just... wants... I think a Flash and Superman raced in Flash 1, actually. Oh, okay. yeah. They, they, yeah, they raced on Smallville also, and the Flash beat him. Yeah, back in the 70s, I got you. Like, as, as no, they no, raced no, no. recently? Yeah, on Smallville. They also raced on Smallville. Yeah, but Smallville isn't canon, DC. Dude, that's and Smallville. It is now. Well, we're talking about the comic book, <laughs> actually. They raced in Flash 1. Yeah. Considering how shitty the, the DC comics are these days, uh, Smallville is canon to me now. It's <laughs> the last of an iron breed, man. When Superman actually looked like Superman and not like some... Hey, Smallville is canon. Suit. It became a comic book. It became part right. of the comic okay, book it's universe, It's canon in the Smallville Season 10 comic book. I got you. 11. Season 11. Get it right. Yeah, that, that too. My bad. I, I Get got it, it mixed up with, right. I got it mixed up with the Charm <laughs> comic book, all right? Hey, uh, <laughs> California guy, what do you think of Supergirl? Have you watched it yet? You know what? I didn't see it. A few people, I could lie, I didn't like the trailer. I didn't really care for that six-minute trailer. A few people offline told me that was horrible, but I'm going to see it for myself, so I'm not going to go by people and all that stuff there, so I'm going to watch it. But I didn't care for the trailer, but to be honest with you. I didn't already like what I saw, uh, but, you know, it's one of them shows that's, again, Superman, and I know this is not going to be popular, is a failed character. Period. And the reason why they did this show the way they did it all uh, is because of Man of Steel. That's the reason why the show turned out the way it did. Actually, this it? show does it does everything hmm. opposite of Man of Steel. The first thing that she does is talk about how the S is the coat of arms and it stands for the House of L. So, I mean, it, it clears up a lot of stuff that Man of Steel really did wrong. Yeah, this is really uh, not connected to Man of Steel in any way, not even in look. Her costume kind of looks the like co- it. It costs them a little bit. Kind of yeah, and them, even the, the silhouetted Superman reminded me a little bit of uh, Henry Cavell. No, that, 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 no, that Tom Welling ran over That shadow could act. Come on, that that oh, shadow oh, actually had Tom Welling's jawline, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, you know it, what though, Jackal, you're you're right. You're actually right about that. And if you look at the CBS released poster that they put out for Supergirl, the silhouetted Superman that they have actually does look like uh, Tom Welling as Superman. So yeah, you're right about that. I don't know. California they, guy, it, it, it's an all right show. It has some potential. It? Yeah, I. I, oh. I I gave it. I tried to be as harsh as I could to it, and I enjoyed it. I like the cast, and I think the show has great potential. The pilot, it, um, the show actually needs to step up a bit from the pilot, but I thought it was actually pretty fun, man. I think you might like it. I'm gonna check yeah. it out. I mean, I, I don't really take the reviewer serious, so I, a trailer I can't base off a trailer, so I'm gonna watch it. 
because uh, I did give Gotham a chance to turn off the like some of Gotham. I gave the Flash a chance. So yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna watch it still. I don't, I don't take the reviewers serious, so I'm gonna look at it. You really uh, shouldn't. Part- I mean, they, they did a lot of things right on the show. I think you you'll dig it. Yeah, the, tra- like- the trailer was what was wrong, to be honest. Yes. Oh, okay. Which is, by the way, I think I think that that is the exact reason why it was leaked online the entire pilot episode because of maybe some bad reaction to that trailer. So. Okay, I'm gonna that's check it out know. then. If you guys that's say good it's good, point. I'll check it out. That's a good point. They 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 know they screwed up with that trailer, so they were like, yeah. "To hell with it. We'll just release the whole episode, and then we'll get then we'll be able to, you know, do damage control and get yep. some positive buzz going into this." And I think that's yeah. that's what I probably exactly what happened. I mean, if not, this was going down the same avenue as the Wonder Woman pilot. That was like, wait a minute, we can't cut another oh, trailer. Screw no it. way, dude. There is no way that this show could ever be as bad as that Wonder Woman pilot. No. No, no, no. I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it's as bad because that Wonder Woman pilot was horrible. But I'm just saying that's, that it, that's it, what the, the buzz, seen, the buzz around this could have been that bad if people would have reacted badly to that six minute trailer, yeah, which well, a lot of people tra- did react, and a lot of people might not have given it a chance based on the Wonder Woman show being so bad and then the trailer yeah. not being any good. They could have been like, ah, screw this series and just skipped it all together, and the ratings would have been shit, and then the show would have been canceled or never picked up at all. So I think to avoid that, they put this out there to so say, hey, you know, we screwed up on that trailer, but look. It's actually a pretty decent show. There's there's good stuff in here, and like I said earlier on the show, it, look while it has its problems, uh, the show is something that has a lot of uh, potential. I mean, the actors were good for the most part. The girl playing Supergirl is excellent. Um, I actually like her more than the girl from Smallville. I think she fits the character beautifully. Well, uh, even the the nerdy scenes uh, where she's you know at her job and she's acting all nerdy and stuff. She plays the, you know she plays the Clark Kent nerdy role very well, uh, which that's what they're kind of mimicking here. She's the female Clark Kent, in a sense. So it, it kind of mimics that kind of persona, and she did it very, very well. So, I mean, there is a lot of potential to grow on this show. Uh, didn't dig some aspects, and some of the, the stuff didn't really flow or work well for me, but for the most part, it worked. And, again, the action was good. The plane sequence was really, really well done. Um, there's a lot of room with this show, and it has, uh, I think, a, enough good things going forward that it will be a hit and be around for a long time. Time. But if they did not leak this episode online, I almost guarantee you the show would not have gone anywhere. Well, I mean, it depends because it. they, you know, the 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 transsexual that they had added the trailer was the was the problem. What? You know, they were gearing that they were gearing the trailer towards a specific demographic. So we got like the Sex in the City crowds. I mean, the right, really right. overplayed so, Sex in the City aspect of the show. That's only really. Present at the very beginning. See, of the I didn't really, the, I didn't really get that on the. Here's the thing: I didn't really get that on the trailer. The whole Sex in the City aspect of it, like that, didn't really hit me when I saw the trailer. That's just, the vibe I got. Completely. Yeah, that's no, see, I, 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 mean, I they, never, they were, never I got mean, that vibe. You actually, I mean, I don't know how much Sex in the City you've seen. None. But it is, <laughs> man. Just you, Zod, but I've seen the movie. Apparently, Zod's writer is an expert hey, at Sex in the City. <laughs> I've never seen the shows. I've never seen the movies. I got no interest in Sex in the City. Yeah, I'm back up on that real quick. Yeah, you saw that? Backed up on that real quick. See, I got nothing to compare it to because I've never seen Sex in the City. Oh, okay, not well, an episode. Not a movie. You I have need no to get clue. On that, brother. No, it's okay, bro. No, no, no. Save it's okay, bro. The trouble, it's okay, bro. <laughs> Zod Rider has done, look, Zod has done enough watching of Sex in the City for all of us. And Glee, yeah. And Glee, yeah. Glee expert, the Sex in the City expert. Uh-huh. But you know what, you guys, though? I, I, like, though I like the fact that DC is putting out non Batman and non Superman properties because, like, Arrow worked. And then but only on TV. Oh, but only on TV. What the Suicide Squad is deeply connected to the Superman Su- uh, movie. That's it. S- S- Suicide Squad is a 
Batman movie in disguise. Everybody knows exactly. Batman's exactly. going to show yeah. up in that film and fight the Joker at the end of it. I mean, honestly. Like, oh, yeah, on TV, the but uh, when are they going to put a, a good Flash movie out there or a good Green Lantern movie? Or, you know, and, and or, hell, something that is not one of the main characters. Uh, you know, they, I want Green so Lantern to get characters. his own TV show, to be honest. I want him to do a Doom Patrol Hell, com- I want uh, Booster movie. Gold to have his own series, like a little rumor. Yeah. I mean, Doom the Patrol the movie. Look, show. Doom Patrol the movie. That's all I'm saying. Make <laughs> that Captain happen. Canada. Give him his own show. Come on. Now, now you're going too far. No, for real. Yeah. Captain Blame Canada. Canada. Blame Captain Canada. Canuck. We need, we need a, a TV series based on Actually, you know who would be great to play Captain Canada? Nathan you know Fillion. Great? No, John no, no, Campia. No. Nope. No, no. God, no. No, John Campia should be put in a concentration camp, man. I That's beside the point. <laughs> Wow, that's cold-blooded. <laughs> Holy shit. Anyway, no, I was going more for uh, Sean William Scott. <laughs> Stifler. Yeah, Stifler would be great, dude, to tell yeah. you the truth. Fucking Captain John Campia. Come on, John man. Campia. <laughs> but I don't think Stifler's a Canadian. I think he just played one in the goon. Yeah, it was convincing yeah, to dude, me. That's huh? messed up. That is that is okay, I, I really overplayed how I feel about the man, all right? Okay, I just do that sometimes. I'm yeah, sorry, concentration John Campia, do not sue me or send your ninja girlfriend to kill me, all right? I mean, I understand you don't agree with some of his points on AMC Movie Talk, but Jesus. I don't, I don't... ninja girlfriend. <laughs> I was told again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Cause, God. Because <laughs> she, she's Asian. That's what, that's what he's going with here. <laughs> John, so obviously, take it personally, man. Yeah. I still love the anniversary, regardless of what Johnny Papa <laughs> says over here. Because so, she's Asian, obviously she's a ninja. That's, what, <laughs> ninja, that's where he's going with ninja here. Girlfriend. Yeah. Ninja, vanish. <laughs> wow. If you guys want to send any hate mail, please send it to Johnny Alpha at theroundtableshow dot com. So you were the Look. fire me, Jackal. I, I would have said that you would have got rid of me, man. You'd have got rid of me. I just said. <laughs> The that was incredibly racist. I think was... he's married. I don't even think that's his girlfriend. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, ninja yeah. wife. All right, damn. Wow. Wow. Ouch. Wow. wow. Ghost in the shell on your ass, there, Johnny. Wow. <laughs> hey, Zod Rider knows uh, John Campio. He could make that happen. So, you, so like, it's racist for me to call her a ninja, but it's okay for him to call her a super wizard class hacker that get hacked into my brain. Like that, that's, yes, that's, that's right. yes, that's perfectly okay. There's no racism about that. I mean, I could, you know. There's nothing wrong with that, but calling her a ninja, eh, suspect. <laughs> Ninjas are cool, all right. I didn't say anything mean about her. Right. And ninja women are even cooler, in my opinion. Kind of change this conversation. Just a I like how he's trying to. I, I like how he's trying to still defend the fact that he called her a ninja and like it's cool. It's like taking porch monkeys. <laughs> I back, never right? thought that ninja was. Is that is that on the same level as porch monkeys? By the way, on you know, is that the same level? Are you gonna take that back? No, too? ninja is and not a racial <laughs> epithet. It is not a racial epithet to call an Asian person a ninja at all. All right, it's not a slur. It's not. It's not. It, how is it racist Commercial to call an Donnie's taking back <laughs> commercial break. I am taking Ninja back. Me and Scott Atkins. <laughs> commercial break. <laughs> I guess I missed the memo. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, that's actually a good idea. Let's go to commercial. We'll be back. With our top ten list. Oh, I got to catch my breath. Hold on. Ah, <sighs> Goose Fraba. Are we still on air? No, we're still on the air. Okay. Yeah.
<laughs> Catching my breath. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com I've become mobile. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call key information solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. The George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes. That George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban fella. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. Elizabeth Taylor, movie legend. We lost her too soon. Gone, but not forgotten. Now, you can own an authentic piece of movie history. Elizabeth Taylor's Ashes. In a small commemorative urn. Remember, remember. I want you to forget me, please. For just $29.95 plus shipping and handling, we'll send you an ounce of real superstar soot. Elizabeth Taylor, movie legend. You can have a piece of her forever. Command performances leave me quite cold. Call today. Hurry. Quantities are limited. I'm hungry for something different. Zebra. Zebra bar. Get the fever. I was always eating fudge. But I wanted to snack on something else. The front is white and pure. The back is dark and naughty. What about nuts? You'll love the nuts. Which side will you try first? Zebra Bar. It satisfies your exotic cravings, whatever they are. Put it in your mouth. DJ DC Storm. These suckers in the hood can't hang. They need to sit back and let me do my thing. You see me on my south side, south side slang. You see me on my south side, south side slang. These suckers in the hood can't hang They need to sit back and let me do my thing 
You see me on my self set, self set swing. You see me on my self set, self set All right, everybody, we're back on the round table. Now it's time for our personal top 10 list. And keeping with uh, this holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend, uh, we're going to have our top 10 list this week be our favorite war movies. And kicking it off on the round table will be the one, the only, the Wolf, Oscar Benjamin. What's your top ten oh, war right. movies? Thank you. Here we go. Number ten is Platoon, an incredibly searing and brilliant film released in 1986, and directed, of course, by a gentleman who was in the war, Oliver Stone. He was in the Vietnam War, and that's the searing indictment of it. Incredible motion picture. Number nine is The Hurt Locker from Bigelow's. Incredible! Another incredible war. Well, you're breaking up. You're breaking up really bad there, Oscar. Hold on, because we're getting okay. every other word. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop your car and I'm gonna bring you right back into the Skype so we can continue here. Um, sorry about that, guys. Uh, let's give him a second here and see if maybe this could refresh his signal, and uh, we could hear him a little bit more clear, not so choppy. I'll edit that out of the show podcast later. Oscar, you're back. Oh, okay. Hopefully, that's is that better? Much better. Seems to be. Yeah, oh, so far wow. so good. Continue. Nice. Go ahead. All right, number nine, Hurt Locker, a great film. I, uh, I don't know many of you have but it's a fantastic film released in 2008. And uh, number eight, there it goes again. we have, oh, wow, I have a bad connection. All right, go, just continue. I guess okay. Rough it up. Okay, sorry. Uh, number eight is Das Boot, taken from the German point of view in World War II. Great, great film. Um, directed by, I believe, uh, what is it? Gentleman's name. Um, okay, we'll skip it for now. Yeah. Number seven, All Quiet on the Western Front, the 1930 version. A uh, film about World War One, and it is a movie that will affect you. If you've not seen this film, you should go see it by all means. Number six, Saving Private Ryan. Steven Spielberg's, of course, masterpiece. Tom Hanks starring in it. Number number. Five is this is an unusual choice. Can you hear me? Barely, but uh, continue. Don't go into too uh, long of a uh, winded answer. Just give the numbers okay, and the so, names. Because <laughs> okay. you, you keep talking, it's just you're, you're popping in and out. So go ahead. Okay, sorry. Number five is Southern Comfort. Movie released in 1981. Southern Comfort. Four, where Eagle. Right. Yeah. Southern Comfort. Okay. <laughs> Great movie. Number four Great is movie. Movie. Good movie. Yes. Okay, thanks. Number four is Where Eagles There. <laughs> Clint Eastwood, of course. Okay. And number three, Bl- Black Hawk Down. And uh, number two, uh, last year's film with Brad Pitt, Fury. And number one, the all-time best war film ever made, I believe, is Apocalypse Now. Francis Ford Coppola. There Good it list. Is. All right. Uh, good list. Uh, I love Apocalypse Now. Uh, next in the round table, let's go to Johnny Alpha. Give us your top ten for the week. Okay, at number 10, I have Great Escape. At number 9, I have Sam Fuller's Amazing Big Red One. At number 8, I have Robert Altman's epic masterpiece, MASH. At number 7, I have A Bridge Too Far. At number 6, I got Hell is for Heroes. At 5, I got Black Hawk Down. At number 4, I have The Dirty Dozen, the first one, of course. At number 3, I have Kelly's Heroes, starring Clint Eastwood and Telly Savalas. At number 2, from Russia, I have the very disturbing and very brilliant Come and See. And at number 1, I have The Battle for Britain, which has one of the coolest aerial battles I've ever seen in a World War II film. Very nice. Good list. Great list. And uh, Zod Ryder, what's your top 10 list? 
Uh, number 10 is uh, Downfall from 2004, about the end of World War II and uh, the fall of Adolf Hitler. Uh, number 9, the Mel Gibson movie from 2000, The Patriot. Number 8, Apocalypse Now. 7, Platoon. 6, Full Metal Jacket. 5, Good Morning Vietnam. 4, Fury from last year. Um, 3, The Inglorious Bastards from 1978. Not the Quentin Tarantino the original, one, the yeah. original war film. Uh, number two, All Quiet on the Western Front from 1979. I slightly prefer the remake to the 1930s version, although I do think that the 1930s version is brilliant as well. And my number one all-time favorite, Last of the Mohicans from 1992. That, you can count that as a war movie. That's a good movie. Yeah, but it took place during the French and Indian War. French and Indian War. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, great war movie. Um, Yes. Right, my top ten list uh, goes like this, starting at number ten. And by the way, I, before I even start my top ten, I will say this. I set a rule for myself uh, because obviously Star Wars will be my number one in everything, probably one through six. So I admitted Star Wars from it, even though it is based on a war in space, which is still a war film. Uh, it's PG, so I'm going to omit it from the list. Uh, so starting off at number ten. I'm going to go with Apocalypse Now, the Francis Ford Coppola masterpiece, uh, one of the greatest Vietnam War movies ever made, and uh, one of the greatest films, I think, uh, of war, you know, period. I mean, whether it's war movie or not, it's just a great, great masterpiece. Uh, number 10, another masterpiece, Full Metal Jacket, number 9, Full Metal Jacket, uh, Stanley Kubrick's brilliant war movie, and uh, his best movie, I think. I mean, I... That to me, uh, that in 2001 are his two best movies. Uh, number eight on my list, Empire of the Sun uh, with uh, Christian Bale and Steven Spielberg. It's set, of course, in the World War II era, and uh, it's about a young English boy under Japanese occupation. And uh, a great war movie. If you've never seen Empire of the Sun, I highly recommend it. Number seven on my list, Saving Private Ryan by director Steven Spielberg, starring Tom Hanks and Matt Damon. Tom Sizemore and a bunch of great actors. Uh, great war movie also. And uh, number Diesel's seven. up in there. Um, yeah, everybody. Giovanni Rabisi. Like, yeah, pretty much everybody from the 90s. Edward Burns. Yeah, everybody was in that movie. Number, uh, number what, six on my list here. Uh, Rambo 3. That's right. Rambo 3. It's a war movie, okay? It's, a, it's set in war. They're in Afghanistan. They're fighting. It's a war movie, so Rambo 3. Uh, number five on my list, and uh, I can't believe you guys mentioned this. So I didn't think anybody else was going to put it on their list, but Good Morning Vietnam. That's right, Robin Williams' Vietnam epic, and it was a great movie. It really was one of his great films, uh, rest in peace. Number four on my list, John Rambo, the one that came out a couple years ago with directed by Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Not a traditional war movie, I get it, but still there's war in it and it's uh dealing with uh, stuff that really happens in the world so i i put that in there it's one of my well, favorite well i mean action it, he movies. he went in, in in between the uh civil war going on there in um right. burma in right thailand. in thailand yeah oh thailand I mean, it, yeah. yeah it's uh, it's amazing what they uh, what they did in uh, in that movie but a lot of the stuff you see in that movie really does happen in that oh yeah place, no so. i mean he based yeah. that on actual events real events yeah. yeah he directed it starred in it wrote it i mean an amazing Amazing movie. Uh, number three on my list, Braveheart by Mel Gibson, directed and starred in that movie. Uh, look, William Wallace, legendary character. And uh, Mel Gibson, I don't care what people say about him or how they feel about him. Great actor, great director, and that was a great film. Uh, number two on my list, a movie that nobody mentioned, and I'm kind of surprised by that, uh, Oliver Stone's masterpiece, for, uh, Born on the Fourth of July. 
with uh, Tom Cruise. Yes, Tom Cruise in a masterpiece. It's a great flipping movie. Uh, number one on my list, and a movie nobody mentioned, and to me, really the best war movie ever made. Just came out this past year, American Sniper. Mm. By far, that is, if you watch that movie and you speak to people that were in war, they'll tell you that is the most accurate war movie that they've ever seen. Uh, Bradley Cooper deserved to get nominated, and he didn't. Uh, deserved uh, Clint Eastwood deserved to get nominated for director, and he did. The movie deserved to get nominated, and it did. It didn't win any of the major awards, but it should have won something. Cause it was a great movie, and I still say it's the best war movie ever made, uh, by far. Uh, so there you go. That's my top ten list. Uh, and uh, honorable mentions again: Star Wars. Uh, but hey, hey, let me can I, can, I, can, I, can I go to that list? I got some more yeah. movies. Oh, go for it. Give, okay. us, give us your I got, list. I got okay. Number ten for me is The Patriot. Number nine is uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Apocalypse. Um, damn it! I almost forget. You just said it, but you know what? Apocalypse I'm now. About. Apocalypse now. Yeah, Apocalypse now. Um, eight Gory. Uh, seven Buffalo Soldiers. Of uh, six red tails, fifth um, uh, miracle at Saint Anna, four of uh, the Great Escape, of uh, three um, what's that? Three kings, number two dead presidents, and number one is Inglorious Bastards, the newer one with Quentin Tarantino. What is uh, dead presidents? Wait a minute, wait, man. wait, dead, dead presidents? presidents? Isn't a isn't a, isn't a war film? It That's was. Like it was movie, Vietnam. Man. Dead presidents. Dead presidents. Yeah, dead presidents. They were in the Vietnam War, and he got out. He was crazy after the Vietnam War. Well, yeah, but it's not really based. <laughs> I mean, they're not really in a war zone in the movie. Oh, know. come on. Okay, well, okay. It's, it's about post traumatic. Okay, it's about post traumatic. Full, full metal jacket, then. Full metal there jacket. There you go. There you go. And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love the movie Dead Presidents. I can't believe I forgot Three Kings. I, that's got to go that's as one of my one. honorable Three Kings is gotta, a good one, yeah. Got to oh, go yeah. as one of my honorable mentions. One of George Clooney's and, and few Glory really and Re- Glory and Red Tails too. Those are good too. Yep. Good yeah. honorable mentions. Yep. Got Denzel well, famous. Indeed, it did. Indeed, it did. Yep. I almost put Lincoln on my list, but I thought eh. <laughs> I would have been like number like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, actually, uh, funny enough, uh, Enemy of the Gates, which nobody mentioned, also was on my uh, list. Oh yeah, that that that, that is that movie. is such a good movie, man. Like, Phenomenal that's, movie. Jude Law actually was like manly in that film, which is really <laughs> odd for him. <laughs> uh, great cast in that too: Ed Harris, Jude Law, Joseph uh, Fiennes, Richard Wayne's. Oh. Good cast. Yeah, I mean, really hard, really hardcore film. I mean, like, like if you didn't know how the Russians fought, like in World War II, like that was eye-opening experience with like, okay, one guy gets the rifle, the other guy gets the bullets, you guys are handcuffed together, now go, fight, yep. you know what I mean? Like, that was just brutal, just terrifying. <laughs> Another honorable mention that came out a couple years ago is uh, Lone Survivor with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah, that was oh, good. Oh, yeah, that's another good one. That, really that good movie, movie will kick your heart right in the ass, too, man. I mean, that is a sad film. It's good, but I mean, like... Yep. That's there's a movie that uh... Diane Cougar too. She did a movie where she was a reporter with the French um, Delta Force in the Afghani. Well, I can't remember the name of it. Um, with uh, the the guy that was married to Kamora Simmons, the African guy. He played in Guards of the Galaxy. He played one of the Cree. I'm trying to think of his name right Shaman now. Shaman Hansu. Yeah, he was in that movie where there was French Delta Force. It's kind of based off a semi-true story, and Diane Kruger was like the reporter with them. 
and they was going through the Afghani mountains. I can't think of the name. You guys might have to Google it up, but that was a good movie too, by the way. And they showed them going to different Afghani villages. I did, I was going to mention it, but I didn't because I didn't know the name of it. So I forgot. It, it was on Netflix years ago. I, I'm sure Zod's seen it because Zod's a Netflix man. So <laughs> Zod's seen it. Yeah, it sounds familiar. I might have I might have watched it. I mean, I just I I can't think of the name of it either. Yeah, yeah you look gotta get... Cougar. Yeah, she's in the movie because she's headlining the movie, and she's like a French reporter. And you know, they're in Afghanistan. Like I said, they go through all these different villages. It's like a rescue message. I don't want to spoil the movie, but it was actually good. If you guys can look that up, I can't remember. All right, guys, we got to uh, get out for the evening. We got the Outer Edge waiting in the wings to take over the stream. Uh, it's been a fun episode of the Roundtable Show, and uh, with that, we'll see you guys next week. Stay safe on Memorial Day tomorrow, and uh, enjoy the holiday, everybody. Look out for ninjas. They're everywhere. Uh, you're gonna take, you're, you really are taking that back, aren't you? Jesus. Ninjas are cool. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night.